Yo, Joes and Agents of Cobra Command, there is a Synthoid in your collection. My name is Steve, this is G.I. Joburg, and as always, I'm not alone. Bringing with me to the stage, please give a warm welcome to Paul, Deadly Pencils. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody say jo G.I. Joburg. Joburg. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> And, and we get a loving tonight, scoopful Robert Lee. Boom boom. Yeah, it's me. Boom okay. boom boom. What is it? In our room. It might not be me actually. I could be a synthoid. <laughs> How are you gonna prove that without the you know the little device that switches me off? I don't have one here somewhere. <laughs> the neutralizer. The range. It doesn't have the range. It doesn't have the range. It has un unlimited range. Um, as the cartoon established. How convenient. How convenient. If you, you got it on one setting, you had it. You put a practical maximum setting. We are back. Uh, it's been a hell of a two weeks. Lots to talk about. Um, over and above our obvious mandate of talking about an awesome two-parter by Christy Marks, the Synthoid Conspiracy. But I think we're going to kick things off with some convention talk from Mr. Paul. Dude, you yeah. just had RageCon, which, to my knowledge, is a lot later this year than, than usual. Yeah. It does feel like it. It's usually like so, two weeks after Comic-Con Africa. <laughs> well, actually, usually. Um, it's around your birthday you, in October. Yes. So usually Comic-Con is the last weekend of October. I mean, Comic-Con. Rage is usually the last weekend of, uh, of October. Um, mm -hmm. In one case, it's actually been on my birthday. Um, thrills uh, and it was like that traditionally for a very very long time until comic-con africa came to to africa and um they want to do pose their convention as a direct kind of competitor to rage and so they kind of muddied up things a bit because now it pushed rage so rage couldn't conceivably or in a, uh, it wouldn't have been smart for rage to have been in its normal time slot and so they decided, okay, well, they're going to push it to December. And then COVID happened. And uh, yeah, so for the last uh, last year and this year, it's been in December, the first uh, the first weekend of December. Fascinating. Competing with Christmas. Oh, thrilling. Thrilling. Oh, I'm just letting people know, you know, in case anybody cares. Um, how was it? It was great. It was it was a very cool convention. Um, uh, if I'm going to, uh, and I'm going to be honest about it, it wasn't as cool as it was last year, to be honest. Um, it was a little more. It was way more. It was way more organized this year, and like our stand where we were was uh, like five times better than it was last year. So that was cool. Uh, I think a lot of guys just didn't have budget to to pull out a whole thing for Rage. So you know, a few no notable sort of exceptions there. Uh, well, notable uh, notable absences like Nintendo and um, mm. you know, like some of the bigger computer stores in south africa weren't set up there so a little bit they are they they didn't didn't um so <laughs> that was a bit of a sad one but otherwise it was a great convention um it was cool i mean i was there with the the gunpla say stuff and then nexus hub and i saw because of you on stage paul were you actually Ooh. speaking at a convention i was yes no, actually, uh, not cricket this time. Uh, Gunpla SA and full on Gunpla SA. So we went up onto the stage and it was all about Gundam, Gundam kits, uh, model building, well, uh, anime kits and stuff like that kind of thing. And yeah, that's what it was. And 
they actually gave us three slots. Uh, we had a slot for every day. And then uh, for the cosplay competition, I, I had um, the opportunity to hand off the grand prize, which is pretty cool because it ended up, it turned out that Gunpla SA was their biggest um, sponsor. What did she dress as? Uh, the <laughs> winner was, uh, I struggle to remember the name of this character. Uh, in Elden Ring, uh, a game, there's like a weird kind of ethereal blue kind of mushroomy character that visits you. Um, so somebody cosplayed that character and they did LEDs and everything. It was pretty amazing. Uh, so they won. Um, Good personalities? Painted uh, blue? Yeah. yeah, they they were. They were they were blue. <laughs> this person was blue. Blue personalities. Um, yeah. It was blue person. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> but I got to say, the, the cosplay was on point. There was some really cool stuff. Um, I've been playing this game called Jedi Survivor recently. It's the oh, yes. second Star Yeah, uh, a very, very cool game. There was a guy who actually cosplayed as Cal Kestis, who, who is the main character of that game, and he did an amazing job. He actually had um, the correct lightsabers for that, and he did like a little bit of a choreography, and then he let me mess with those with those yeah. lightsabers afterwards. Before I say he let me mess with his lightsaber, because that would have a completely different context. Yeah. Um, so, so that was, um, and there was another uh, another young people love to who... misquote us on the internet all the time. Yeah, <laughs> all, all the famous. time. I like it to hold his lightsaber. Uh, uh. Um, and I'm then take there was... this interruption opportunity to just say yo, yo, yo to the nine folks watching us live currently. We've got Joe Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got Chasing 80s Toys. We've got Mark Joe Hunter. We've got Hans Chow. We've got MC DJ ACDC. We've got Podcast from the Pit. Handsome Head Injury. And that about wraps it up for now. Thanks for sounding off in the comments, guys. Oh, yeah, thanks Keep for coming. joining on this, this crazy Ooh, Monday. The number just hit 10. Yes, we are a day late. Because Sorry Paul about that. That is my fault. Paul yeah, guys, out. I, I do apologize. Uh, so uh, we started we started doing a breakdown of the convention quickly yesterday. Sorry, I know this convention. is terribly boring, so I'm going to speak through it as fast as possible. And Troy uh, so and we... Viper Scout. Yo, Joe. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Troy? Hurrah. It's good to see you. And Hans Chow, man. It's always good to see you, Hans. And I think now, when I you said Chasing you had Hades... to break down, Paul, I honestly mm. thought... Stephen was very confused. Cecilia's <laughs> car had break. broken down. No. no, no. That's, that's where Rob's mind went oh. as well when I said I that I... Because, I mean, obviously you're familiar with the term breaking down the um, gazebo or mm -hmm. whatever you had set up. Yeah. But mm. when you texted me to say, yeah, guys, I can't make the podcast. I've had a breakdown. I was like, geez, so you're on the side of the road somewhere, like trying to thumb a lift because <laughs> the car <laughs> broke down. I'll make it so, soon, guys. <laughs> so fun thing about that. Yeah. So thankfully, none of that shit. Um, very happy to say. Uh Tora. Zanta oh hey Zantara, what's up? Uh so yeah, we just had to do the stand breakdown. Uh, yes, as, as Steve so eloquently put it. Okay. Um and so it wasn't that true, yeah, but it was obviously yeah, but it was just, I know that. And it was uh, and it was raining like cats and dogs. I mean it was wetter than a than a German porn set here. So like uh we didn't want to drive too fast through the rain. So we got home pretty late and we were all smashed. I mean, I was operating very little energy afterwards i was a zombie and then i'm like yeah anyway so i'm sorry to everybody and my apologies to everybody uh that i couldn't do yesterday's show but i feel so much better about it now because we're going to do an amazing show now not to oh, you know yeah. set an un, un unobtainable standard or something yeah but i'm very excited about this episode and i'm very um very pleased that you two gentlemen um 
were patient enough and cool enough to make us do this because uh, the topic that we have today on the stuff that we're covering today is something that I really wanted to be part of. So appreciate that. Thank you. But on the topic of conventions, Paul, Mm. I just Mm. woke up from an amazing dream where it felt like the three of us were flying back from what feels like the equivalent of like the Olympic Games or something. We were in wow. the airport terminal, pushing <laughs> pushing our, our trolleys, and like there were crowds assembled, like cheering us on. Turns wow. out, we had just won our bid to host Joe Fest twenty forty eight in Johannesburg. <laughs> oh, my what, mind is no, a strange cool. place. That's, that's awesome, random. okay. Like, 2048, guys. <laughs> random. Join us. Random. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, I, th- I thought maybe I won, like, like I don't know, shot put or something. <laughs> Throwing things. That's shot put, isn't it? When you throw something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Sports. a cannonball. Um, Damn. Yeah. Fun times, fun times. So, big news. That's, um, maybe that's prophetic. It Carry seems, on. It seems the his tanks have arrived. The classified his tanks. Have you guys been checking out reviews, having a little look, see at what we're missing out? Uh, Viper Scout says, "Anyone see my lazy bastard custom for the classified his? I made it in three quarter, three three quarter inch king his." Oh, that sounds cool. So it can I actually th- hold three and three quarter inch figures. I thought he was joking when I first read it. Sorry, the hour is early. I thought he was cracking a joke that he made a custom three and three quarter inch scale. He did. He customized um, it. <laughs> no, but my, my, the joke Oh, was, you like, thought he made a, a, a his for three and three quarter inch figures because that's never been done before. He just took a, a stand in his tank and he's like, hey guys, look at my classified <laughs> um, <laughs> custom his for use with three and three quarter inch figures. <laughs> look how well the Cobras fit in it. Uh, Another way of but that's, uh, that's amazing, Viper Scott. I do want to see pictures of your King oh, His yeah. because I have fantasized about that very thing on this podcast. That, like, just like the Robo Skull, Hasbro could have made an adapter kit, and you've I obviously agree. done it to to mm. uh, make it compatible with smaller figures. Okay, and like therefore, the make his, it that's that, awesome, yeah. actually. You know, you we saw it often enough in cartoons, giant His, like. <laughs> Brilliant. Amazing. Brilliant. Um, I, I, I understood it as he has the his and he's just loaded it with three three quarter inch figures. So, yeah, he, he custom yeah. he lazy customed it. Well, okay. as I've said yeah, on sorry. this very show, like like if you're in the turret and you're a six inch guy and you're firing the main guns, those side <laughs> mini guns, like what do you have to like stop firing the main gun, turn to use them? Like you, you're constantly like checking your your peripheries. No, much if better. Be six inch guy got to fire the double. Six inch guy in the turret firing his gun, and have yeah. two friends with you in the turret. You know, be oh. a four inch guy and, and invite two friends. Have a couple of friends in the turret with you, firing the guns with you. Oh hmm. my word, guys, Troy, why oh, man? Oh, cool, the Transformers like, explain, machine. Explain oh, yeah. this to me. I've got mine, but haven't opened it yet. That's the part I'm not understanding. No, haven't he's opened it. it yet. For, Are you he's saving it for Chris? Christmas. I be. I hope that's the case. You know, no, he's saving them to sell them on. Smart man, Gee, dude. I would have. No, yeah, I don't I, know how you do it. I fall into that trap as well, Paul. At, when a Haslab, a sort of a you know rare yeah, item, Christmas gift, falls onto your your porch. Ah, yes. You kind of 
Well, then, okay, it's a different case to, to what Troy's going through because it is a, a Christmas gift and he's waiting for the big day. You, but as like, a content creator, there's there's other considerations. Is that, is that what you're getting at? I don't know. I guess I was just in two minds about the Haslab Sky Striker from the get-go. So I was like, do I really want this thing? Um, yeah, turns out I do. did. But it took me a week it's... to kind of take the plunge and be like, Reconcile okay, that. Yeah. Let me, let me open this toy. And enjoy it as it should if be. I, if I, if a HasLab anything had to drop on my porch, I would um, get some kind of EOD specialist to come check it out. <laughs> because, uh, why would that happen? Almost on the same topic, uh, it is with some great sadness, measure of sadness, that uh, mm. the Cobra Mothership has crashed and burned. Uh... Ah, uh, yeah. My question, though, guys, can we write this project <laughs> off completely? Who's that guy? <laughs> Sorry, Flint running oh, they... through the flames of the, uh... yeah. the the one guy that really wanted it. He's running towards it. Wait, no, actually, that's, that's Brian Flynn. He's he's emerging from the flames. He's got some way of spinning this. Um, Super Seven's Brian Flynn. Yeah, if you're not sure, mm. um. I, I my question to the both of you and to the chats is is it the end of this project can they really just walk away from such a massive investment like that model was impressive immaculate i mean a lot of design and and work has gone into this thing and it hasn't found the minimum funding requirements by quite a a, a wide margin like 2000 and two and a half thousand back is still needed. Hmm. <laughs> that dude is I, still already prediction that the mothership was going to fund. <laughs> and <that's laughs> like, you know. the mothership I... will return, says Hans. There's no way it's done. Too much work went to the amazing tour. Just wait. It will relaunch a year in a year with better planning. Did an action ah, force uh... rather see a day podcast from the pits. podcast from the from the pits, yeah. Um didn't uh during a lunch break didn't like action force or oh, bobby uh, bobby vela and action force kind of uh rise from the flames in the second kickstarters uh and the second kind of crowdfunding thing so maybe you know those are not possible. hasbro the thing is like you put uh, yes it, it probably costs a lot of money to make it but you kind of it, it, you have to kind of write that off it's probably it, it was an acceptable amount of money to spend on it to be able to you know mm. get the thing going but to be able to actually mass produce it they needed it to obviously hit that goal um it would be really cool if they could do it again. Um, it might be it was too soon. They, If they had waited until after their announcement for the O-Rings, I think that probably would have pushed a lot more people to want to get it. Even though, um, I mean, the news about the O-Rings has been around for, what, three, four, three weeks now? Two, two weeks. It's, it's two weeks. still pretty so fresh. Pretty fresh. And also, we haven't seen what their O-Ring figures will look like. I'm still pretty excited for it. I mean, any O-ring figures gets me very happy. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. Uh, like a six-inch in a in a turret. Guys, very happy. Like, I did an about face turn um, because uh, classified uh, they uh, had launched a lot of classified pre-orders on BBTS, and it's like the the military diver and the uh, infantryman, which are amazing. Oh, those Scarlet. generic guys. Yeah, they look. Yeah, but then they good. they did, and like, then they army builders yeah. yeah they look and they're amazing and they sort of commemorative they they seem to pay homage to the old um 
uh, the the old GI Joes, the original GI Joes. Yeah, those two thousand two ones. Yeah. Well, I was actually going to. Re- I'm reaching further back to like Action Force, uh, Action. Oh no, that's too far. Man, back. days and whatever. Anyway, too far. No one remembers um, the twelve inch figures. Yeah. Well. Okay. Okay. But there's Scarlet, <laughs> which is an amazing figure. There's the Duke, which looks uh, incredible as well. The Techno Viper, um, Quick Kick is there. There's um. Yeah, there's some, some good figures anyway, coming up. There's some amazing stuff, and I have only pre-ordered the Scarlet uh, for myself because I think that Scarlet is pure gold. It's definitely a what? something that's missing in my collection. I think uh, the previous Scarlet, although a very good-looking figure, looked too much like a little girl in the team. And so, yeah, um, but the rest can... Because really? I'm gonna start Not even the steel? Up. Do you know what the seals? They look awesome. Yeah, they look amazing. But I want that money for the, the three three quarter inches that are coming. Well, the four inch figures coming from all well, the vintage, the retro style figures coming from Super 7. I want to start putting money aside for that. Okay, because that, that is going to, yeah, that's going to blow me away. Like, yeah, now I'm going. Sure. Yeah, so thank you, uh, Super 7. Thank my phone. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just thought I'd do that as a tidbit, and I, I know it sounds very fence jumper, but my heart is with that scale. So, yeah. A lot of people do have that same sentiment, Paul, and would mm. gladly jump ship had the news emerged sooner. I think what plagued the mothership: high cost, bad time of year, and everyone yeah. is overcommitted to the deluge of like six-inch toys coming down the pipe. That and like big ticket items. Switch focus. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's on the back of it. The His Tank, the Dragonfly, lots of crowdfunding initiatives mm. that are just pulling huge amounts of funds. Um, maybe, and also the payment plan, I believe, was 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 nonsensical. Um, Shot JJ. Having, having you tie up the money up front during the campaign was problematic because it made people want to wait till the last day but if you waited mm-hmm. till the last day you're already discouraged by the fact that like it's got so much ground left to cover that you're like ah this isn't gonna make it so maybe you know pl- pledges uh, apathy also paid a huge played a huge role mm-hmm. but i am disappointed because like i haven't tied up a lot of money with other lines other scales other big ticket items this was the one that I was truly interested in, and um, this is the one that didn't get off the ground. So, well, I, I mean, that's I, the thing. I get yes. my money back. Everyone I hope I get my been... money back. No, I'm sure you will. But you know, everyone has been very focused before on the Christmas figures. Well, probably not. Um, people, yeah, obviously, have people have been focused on the official six-inch line from Hasbro for the last couple of years. And the mm-hmm. thing is, the vehicle is awesome, and it would definitely service um, your old O-ring figures, but I mean, it was launched as a vehicle for the reaction figures, which I mean, I don't know how popular they are, but they're, they're pretty cool. Um, but obviously it's not something that a lot of people are buying is that their focus of their, of their toy collection is not raw reaction figures. Um, I think if they can relaunch it once they've started uh, at least one or two waves of their O-ring figures, I think, I think it should do, it should do big, big money. I'm going to be the Steve in the Flames. I think it's going to go big once the orange. <laughs> you're, going to, you're going to be the Steve in the Flames. I think so too. <laughs> I um, listen. I like you know we're going to speculate and we're going to say all these things, but uh, from a marketing po- point of view, you know maybe this was the asset test. You know just to see 
where the, the, the dough, yeah, where, where, what the temperature or reading the temperature of the room, where, where everybody's at. Um, I think they're very much going to do it. I think they even uh, accepted that it wasn't going to happen the first time around. Uh, I, I think they kind of had a, I think they, their plan B was if this, uh, if this works, this is what we'll do. But plan A is this is not going to work. Uh, this might not get off the ground now, but this is what we're going to do in the lead up to finally releasing this thing later. At least that's, yeah. And I, I think mean, I may the, have I mean, said as much. It was... Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you said something similar. I mean, initially it was just a cool thing that they put on display, you know, to kind of have all their reaction figures around it at conventions. So, I mean, initially it didn't even seem like it was a product that they wanted to put out. And then once people had interest in it, they're like, oh, maybe we can actually make this into something people want to buy. I don't know. That's exactly. kind of what I imagine their reasoning was. Uh, I think that. I'm going to challenge you on that. <laughs> if they'd gone as far as to make the, the mock-up, the one that didn't open, yeah. I'm pretty sure the it was only a slight delay until the, the sort of the internal one was, was ready. They yeah, no, they, they definitely want to. The thing I've learned about Super Seven most recently is that like they're almost Brian Flynn by I mean by they almost go out of their way to mislead or to spread disinformation or or Why? not quite. Um, speak out of turn is, is i guess what i'm trying to say like they'd like to play their cards close to the chest and never take anything that is said in an interview as fact like there's a there's a sort of a double speak that's happening there oh, they're playful very very oh. playful very witty provocative i think is a, um, oh. maybe a more apt term for it yeah they want people I to talk so. about what they're saying so guys have we developed a movie pitch uh gassi goro asks um I think we've, what we've, we've, what's we've the episode this... number three zero five no oh, not this one the movie pitch. <laughs> the one with the movie pitch yeah um, oh, uh, i'm just gonna pull that out my thumb quick yeah you do it it's <laughs> 21 recorded oh. in 2012. So, so we, we, we have before we have pitched, uh, the, but, the... but Gussie Goro, you're absolutely right. Like that is ancient history, and the audio quality is abysmal. So don't go <laughs> trawling don't. back. Well, actually, I mean, I, I don't catalog. think the audio quality, Stephen's very, uh, very, uh, and I don't even know if that's the correct, um, episode number. But yeah, we but did the basic gist of it, yeah, we set in the eighties. We want GI Joe to be in in the original era. Um, I think we we decided to keep it fairly realistic, um, not too sci-fi. I think that was the basic concept of it. Keep it true to what GI Joe is. Put it in the era that it it, it came out in, um, and kind of go from there. Keep it intri intriguing. Um, not too an injury. I think we decided probably not to an injury. Um, obviously, have Snake Eyes in there, but don't have him be the major focus of it. Um, so basically, like a realistic war movie, where, but with GI Joes and Cobra. I think. Yeah, going to listen to the episode. Pitch. I think. I think. Uh, let's do that. Let's not do any spoilers for that then. Oh, um, okay, but too late. Oh, he said that after I just spoiled the whole episode, but quick, now he doesn't have to question. listen to the awful audio. Quick question on this mothership <laughs> as. <Steve>. Uh, <laughs> As we see the mothership fade into the horizon, only to appear hopefully later. The one question I do wish to ask is: How many backers did it end up having, or how uh, much? Uh, what was the final total uh, financial like value 18, of the backing? I don't know what that was, but it was about eighteen hundred people, and they had to hit four thousand, I think, to be able to um, get it made. 
The I number on the Super 18, Seven site was one five one five four one was the last recorded number that I saw, and I think I refreshed and my page. Like, like, no, but I, I, I could have sworn it was on fifteen sixteen hundred. Do people maybe drop out? Sub Jimmy, maybe. Well, let's but just say fifteen hundred. You know, times I think it was four hundred. It was basically five hundred dollars. So that means people had um, essentially um. What, what do you call it? Uh, donated, pledged, or, pledged, seven approximately seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. I think okay. they, so. That feel like they had to hit like a, one and a half million probably to get it done. So uh, this is just in response to two million, I believe, actually, uh, two million dollars. M- so MCDJ ACDC in the comments <laughs> mentioned. I just hope that this won't curve um, Super Seven's enthusiasm for the O Rings lineup with the low backer numbers. I guess I'll be getting my first payment back around midday today. So. Um, oh, that's my response to that is if if seven hundred and forty thousand dollars was generated on a Kickstarter for this alone without any real promise of an O-ring line coming out, I'm pretty damn sure that those same people are going to buy the O-ring uh, figures, and that's already a guaranteed seven hundred and forty thousand. Okay, let's be fair. Uh, let's call it five hundred thousand <laughs> uh, USD uh dedicated to a whole line of o-ring figures uh from fans that are dedicated so that's that's how much money is essentially available for yeah. any of super i mean e- even if, if the mothership itself failed that at least gives them some they know have an idea of what people are interested how many people are interested in still in that scale you know even Rem- i mean you know exactly and remember that is about let's call it five hundred or so thousand dollars. That's not going for any Hasbro product, or that hasn't been um, tied up to any Hasbro product. So Hasbro gets yeah, the licensing that's, that's fee out of it. Not yet until oh, Hasbro next year announces still, the next big vehicle. But that that means that that's how much money is available over and above people buying classified figures. And uh, uh, this I is just to show how wonky the Super Seven like page was. Because mm. MCDJ ACDC fires back with one five six four backers was the yeah. number that he saw. That that sounds more accurate, actually. That, Nine point five hours ago, there sounds about right to me. Because I checked, yeah, I checked this afternoon, and that Bloody sounds hell. about right to me. I had it open as a tab on my mobile the entire campaign, and I kept hitting <laughs> the refresh button. So was I getting an inaccurate reading every single time? I don't know. There was some weird shit going down there. Madness. Speaking of weird shit and gremlins in the system, um, this is called, um, this episode is There's a Synthoid in Your Collection, which means we're going to be touching on the Synthoid conspiracy. But we also have a fun, a super fun topic um, for this episode. Yeah. What be, Paul? What is it? You didn't tell me about this. It's cool how this sort of um, fell into everything here. I, I actually forgot that we had to that our next episode was a synthoid conspiracy. Um, when I, I when I came up with this topic, I just came up with this topic because I was in the mood for it's it. Pretty cool. I think though, I, I think we were getting excited, it's Steve, about synergy. Super 7's O rings actually, and I thought, well, it would be great to see if they do O rings for other uh, important franchises and stuff. And we have kind of touched on this before, but here's the twist. Each of us has selected uh, five G.I. Joe figures or G.I. Joe characters. And we're going to present them uh, to each other around. Yeah, or Cobra, but I mean G.I. Joe, the brand, Poopal. Anyway, um, and we're going to 
we're going to go around the table and sort of present these figures to each other. And it's up to the other two members of, of, uh, of the, the Berg Force here, of G.I. Joe Berg, to sort of mention or to try and place these guys in another IP. So uh, to give you an example, uh, you know, you've got uh, Lady J. I present okay. Lady J. And you guys make a really great argument for why Lady J would be really good in Golden Girls. You know what I mean? Whatever. So... Um, <laughs> Golden Girls. Oh, so, yeah, Celia's watching Golden Girls at the moment, and it's a great show. Ah, anyway, so um, I think I think it's only fair that I kind of start the charge with this. Mm. Okay. Um, and let me let me put out a fairly easy one. So I'm gonna put oh, out. Uh, I'm gonna put out Charbroil. Uh, 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 1988 Charbroil. And I'm going to try. I'm just going to open a picture. I'm going to just share my screen. I'm going to keep it nice and simple. Okay. Um, so while we're doing that, uh, Rob and yeah. Steve will perform a song and dance, uh, possibly interpretive and very experimental, while I quickly Ooh. Uh, Ooh. reopen the file that just okay, decided Rob, well, to hide itself. Tell me about Rob Royal. These figures go, they go somewhere else. They're not where in the G.I. Joe line anymore. I love you so much, Rob. This is They're going to <laughs> new places. They're joining a universe far away or under the ground in the sewers with some overgrown turtles. Oh, you're the best. Where will they go next? We do not know. Find out <laughs> soon when Paul finishes uh, downloading the picture because his internet's so slow and he's in Africa. Here we go. Oh, a visual aid. Love you, it's Charbroil, just in case we didn't know what Charbroil looked like. Oh, shit. No, this is for the viewers. This is for the Very viewers. So guys, tell me. Yeah, and also um, our viewers there in the live, uh, in the live stream, uh, <laughs> let us know yeah, well, just for fun, you can play with us too, man. Let's do it. And yeah. Rob, that was fan that was fantastic, Rob. Thank you. Um, that was like regulations all right. That was like warm chocolate mousse all over my face. I, I went uh, with it. So angelic. Gotta go with it sometimes. Um. So where else could this guy go? So Charbroil originally. <laughs> Thank you. Originally, obviously, he's a Charbroil unit in the GI Joes. He burns things. Where else could he go? He could probably go into Captain Planet. He could be one of the villains in Captain Planet. I think he'd be make a fantastic villain. You know, kind of like burning down the forests and Captain Planet's like, no, the forests are good. No, oh wait, I'm doing like a villain voice. Okay. <laughs> no, the forests are good. The forests are good. The power's in your hands. Come here. Ooh, the power's Angry in the flowers. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> a Captain Planet villain. Very good. Yeah. Okay. What would you call them, Rob? Just, I mean, off the cuff. It could be bad. I don't care. Um, slash and burn. Oh, deforesting the world. Yes, de deforester. There we go. Oh, yes. Deforest Kelly. John deforester. <laughs> okay. Burns. I like that. Burn and bones. <laughs> These are great. I love this. Um, Steve, anything like? Is anything that this evokes with, with you like oh, he's got flashy a flashy outfit, man. Like those shoulder pads are very 1950s schlock sci-fi. Um so like I don't know, I'd I'd put him into like a Logan's run kind of world. Or is, is it damnation alley? I don't know. Like just Sanctuary. old school sci-fi. Predetermined code word. Carry on. I like uh, Logan's run. Something Logan's like run. that. That's sweet. 
Charlie mm. the first. <laughs> okay. But look, with a flamethrower, you're never going to be out of place in the Colonial Marines. You know, mm. if you're going on a bug hunt, you got to have a flame trooper. Oh god, you'd be great in Alien. You yeah. would be great in Alien. Might survive um, that initial skirmish because he's got face protection. He's got a nice body armor. Sorry. He's the new Wait, that's Predator's music. For me, and you guys, I mean, this is part of the rules. You can come up with like what you were thinking. I thought Sharp Royal would be cool in Star Wars. Mm. Um, and I would call him like, yeah, Cree Lon the bounty hunter, yes, <laughs> something like that. You know, like I just no yeah, no flame it, weapons in a Star Wars movie that I recognize. But there are there <laughs> are there are flame wo- uh, weapons in Star Wars. There's um, such thing as a flame trooper. Not gross. It's to- it makes total sense. Like they, I'm actually surprised they didn't There's have no flame flamethrowers in, in the or. three Star Wars movies that exist. I mean. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, let's be fair. There are six Star Wars movies, uh, five and a half Star Wars movies that exist. Let's not really count the Clone Wars. Um, and there's an amazing TV series in the in the form of the Clone Wars. Let's not be Star Wars gatekeepery shithead nerds, please. Um, next one, Rob, throw up your figure. Let's see what what you. Okay. Well, what, I, what we come I, up I, with. Uh, I I chose a very easy one. I thought isn't I? I was like, yeah, you know, let let you know, let's go easy. Wait, where's this thing? There it is. I was like, wait. Also, this, I mean, also, I just want to put this there. Just, just. What uh, is that? Thank you, guys. Love you, guys. Oh, so dark. Boba Fett had a flamethrower. Yeah, we didn't see it. Though. <sighs> yeah, he. he oh my did. god, it was still there. Boba Fett has a dick too, but we didn't see it. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> no one always has dicks. Yeah. Yeah. There's no toilet towers. Galaxy's not underwear in space. Yeah, that too. But there are titties. <laughs> So I decided to go with an easy one as my first one. Uh, or at least I consider him quite easy. Doc. I mean, a, a medic. Where, where else could he possibly go? Paul, where do you think? Where where could he go? Um, I love that MCDJ ACDC mentioned uh, a character from MASH, but because I don't have much familiarity with MASH, uh, I kind of, I kind of do see Doc being in like, just with his whole smooth vibe. Uh, yeah, Matt, like, damn it, I can't shake Mash, and it's like it's hard for me to like. That's literally where my mash. brain went as well. Actually, yeah, like he's he's really he's, enough, he's cool the for first Mash. First place your brain goes. I also think he would have been cool in something like the uh, Predator, like uh, in the Predator movie, in the first Predator. Ah, uh, like a very calm doctor. He's like, wow, yeah. this man's head isn't attached to his body. Huh? Strange. He's not going to survive this. <laughs> So yeah, that that could totally work. Um, <laughs> but not not just that. He'll be like, uh, you know, can you imagine like Doc being in Predator and he could, you know, he could be like, ah, oh, it bleeds. If it bleeds, oh. and then Arnie's like, we can kill it. <laughs> you know, that was so. my line. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, Marcus go Scott. home, Hans. <laughs> I just got his great one. Scrubs. He'll be a great like straight man <laughs> to the to the comedy Sorry. of the other characters. Yeah, great. I'd love to see Doc on that show. Stop fudging each other. We have lives to save. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, I do think Doc is one of the most handsome sculpted uh, sculpted GI Joe figures uh, in I the know, vintage. Absolutely. 
good looking man. Um, and those glasses. Hell yeah. He's always uh, cool. Cool hey, and fire. Can you imagine? I'm no Superman. Scrubs was another suggestion by uh Viper. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Steve, what say you? We've we we've stalled enough to to help you formulate some plan in your brain. Um, I'm gonna go with okay. aliens. <laughs> <laughs> He could either be flying the colonial dropship, or he could be, yeah, team medic. Oh, he could be an android. Acid burns. He could oh, be five one by of the five. Androids. Down the pipe, five by five. You know, he could be, um, yeah, he could be one of the androids, kind of like trying to recover the, the company man trying to recover the aliens. Oh yes, mm. that's why he's a non-combatant. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, so like, would you imagine like I, I'm just throwing this out there just for the giggles now could you imagine doc being a great figure like you you've just seen the aliens movie and you want to go and buy all the aliens toys for this film that you were not old enough to actually watch um would you see yourself buying a doc would he have like a, a plastic like would they replace his mortal launcher with some kind of alien destroying oh yeah spring loaded mortal launcher well he'd come with like an uh, egg and a face hugger i think that'd be fin- really cool Totally. Uh, handsome head, inj- head injury says, I had three three-quarter inch uh, mesh figures way back when. Yeah, I oh, kind of feel cool. I kind of feel like Doc is in a weird way removed from that toy line. Or not toy line, but from mesh. Like, he comes from uh, it. And, yeah. and we also know Larry Harmer himself is quite a, a big fan of mesh and ha- he also <laughs> appeared in mesh um, as yeah. a character. He was the Korean wow. uh, POW. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I was like, let me, let me throw out an easy one. Steven? Do you have an Love easy one Do you have a difficult that could one? Be a, Maybe. Anyway. Um, Billy, Cobra Commander's son. Ooh. Before or after he lost his arm? Uh, that would be a, a bit of a hint. But I was actually thinking, yeah, once he had his, his uh, synthetic arm and leg. Okay. Yeah, he oh, could no, be... It's um... just a leg. Sorry, he's a, he's a leg amputee. Oh, I thought it was the arm. Shit, I don't know. Mask. Ah, uh, mask. Right. How? I would, I would, I would <laughs> fit him into the mask. Next. I'd fit him into the mask universe as some kind of uh, renegade oh. character. So chaotic good guy. You know, comes in, uh, takes on Miles Mayhem with um, mask, uh, and then you know, sort of disappears. Not really aligned with anybody. You know, interesting. Um, that would be cool. I'd play him like that. So also got some. So every time he appears, they could also go. Ninja <laughs> Chew. <laughs> or a six million dollar man. <laughs> He's got a bionic leg. Yeah, he does actually. I would put him in like a maybe like a slightly futuristic like blood sport or something, where he's kind of got, trying blood to get sport. revenge on this on this man who killed his family and left him mutilated and, and dead years ago. And he's like, yeah, come Van Damme is the bad guy. guy now. Ready? Yeah, Van Damme's the bad guy, and he's ready yeah. for like, like revenge on Van Damme for killing his family. You killed my daddy. Yeah, <laughs> and my brother. No, I'm so die you. you blood sport and cyborg. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm half Belgian cyber sport. Cybersport. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I was thinking Bionic Six. If ah, he's young enough. Because all one. the kids from Bionic Six, I think, were adoptive. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Meg and um I forget the, is his name, Eric, baseball Bionic Six guy. But yeah, at least two of them were adopted. So I'm doing a dance for Rick 
I'm doing a dance for Rick Shattered Glass just because uh, he's hey, Rick. Of, uh, how's, arrived. How's it going? And what does Rick have to say? Hey guys, he says, popped in to let you know how much I enjoyed Air Commander this weekend. My FedEx driver just drove up. Our his tanks are in the driveway. My son is going bonkers right now. Amazing, dude. Enjoy that, buddy. Absolutely, my dude. So Bionics is Instagram. I'll check them out later. So, so who would he be in Bionics fix? Would he be like the wayward teen? Ooh, he's like the the edgy teen. Like he's he's, he's like trying to drink all the drugs. And he's like into all the like edgy stuff. Skateboard. But you know he's he's coming back now. He's coming back on the right side of life. He's like the Raphael yeah. of Bionic Six. That's Cobra Youth, guy. Cobra Youth uh, guy. Yeah, chasing Eddie's toys is Billy guesting in Scooby Doo, helping out Mystery Inc. That'd be kind of cool. I'd love to see <laughs> him. In that. I'd love to have see him in that in that cartoon style. You know, kind of like running around. Oh, but like, like check it out, Scoob. It's Billy. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Back again, guys. I'm here to save you from these ridiculous adults pretending to be ghosts. Yeah, I know. You can't trust them. You the can't trust an adult, especially one that's into snake-themed paraphernalia. Troy sees Billy trying to now. catch Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, gotta catch them all. The motherfuckers. You, Pokemon. They threaten. In a world, it could work out nicely. It'll be in a in a world. Where cute tiny anime creatures threaten the population of the human race. Only Pokemon trainers can stop them. Billy has no dad. Armed with an Uzi, Pokeball, and the most and the and giant nuts, he sets forth to catch them all. This summer. <laughs> so on topic for Billy, uh, this weekend past, I got to interview an awesome customizer. And this other guy called Word Burglar. You might have heard huh. of him. Uh, so Gosh, Ozzy's the, the customizer who did all the 1984 custom figures for the music video mm -hmm. for Word Burglar. And, I mean, that just is the start of the rabbit hole that I went down of this man's custom creations. On screen right now, for the listeners and, well, for the viewers, um, is a custom Billy in his Cobra Youth outfit. You know, the sort of scout uh... with the yellow kerchief and the Cobra button holding a magnum <laughs> ready to blow his daddy's brains out and nice. a bouquet yes. which i gotta say i absolutely love I, and Whoa. great use of uh tim's head sculpt uh from jurassic oh Park. yes from jurassic Park. Park. very good um mm. are we gonna do five each because let's yeah it. it's fine it's, well, right. it's fun people yeah, are digging it we, we're gonna go quick through these ba, 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 ba. yeah well, cool let me share my again let me next? get my screen back on Mind bender. <laughs> cool guys, where else do you see Mindbender uh being successful? <laughs> Thank you, Rob. But now that you've done that, all I can all I can imagine him being in is in some sort of like gothic musical, like like some sort of Andrew Lloyd Webber, where he's like the mad the misunderstood mad scientist, like he was a dentist and now he's come back to town to kind of like take revenge on the people. Oh wow, all my characters are taking revenge tonight. Um <laughs> he's he had to leave town because he was, he was um run out of the the dentist uh I don't know association but now he's back and he's ready to take teeth. Okay. Your teeth That's are mine. Right. I've waited long to take you out. So, oh, so he's like um ah the demon the demon dentist of uh, uh dentists I don't know of like uh, Street. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was he's Johnny, trying to think of Johnny an American Depp. street name. Johnny yeah. Depp as Dr. Mindbender. The, yeah, dentist of Demon Street. <laughs> oh, cool. This is great from Chasing 80s. Dr. Mindbender Ooh. could be the new neighbor in Home Improvement. That is very good. Hey, Jim. <laughs> I'm I'm old, Jim. What's Anthony, up, hello, welcome. Side of fence. <laughs> 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 yes, them, them children, not hazards. Little <laughs> shop of wife, sure. That's uh, a good anyway. one. Uh, that was exactly that... where I was going to go. Steve Martin in Little Shop of Horrors. So it seems oh, handsome head injury and eye are, are are lining up there. But oh, yeah. I mean, they, they don't look anything alike. But like Mindbender just looks like a send up. So mm-hmm. that can work. I mean, Steve was out of control in that role. Um, if you can't remember but, it, I mean, it's like he's and, and Bill Murray Nitrous as well. Oh, oh, yeah. Bill Murray is great in that too. Oh, I love that movie. Mm, um, the 60s James Bond villain says Mark Van and that's a good one as well. Yeah, no, I, mean, Mr. I, Bond, I don't right. expect you to talk, I expect you to open your mouth so I can extract your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't he an orthodontist? So he's going to give you like this massive headgear. Oh, goodness. Bond. Yeah. Henceforth, it will be now known as Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Overbite. Uh, for me, I kind of saw him as a Ghostbusters villain uh, from the uh, cartoon ah. series. I, I love the idea of him being some kind of cult leader that summons up something. And, you know, he's like little weapon in his hand, a kind of sort of some kind of uh, PKE agitator. Um, that just uh, upsets the spirits uh, around them and makes them angry and dangerous. And I kind of love that idea of him. Like, you know, and yes, he can still be an angry dentist. Um, you know, of course he can. Yeah. He can be as angry oh. as you want him to be. Okay. What order are we going in here? I think, Rob, I think you're next there. Eh? Yeah, I'll be next. Okay. Yes. So my next pick, I don't know. I think it's probably quite easy um, to, to think about where this guy should go. My next one is Zanzibar. What else could he possibly be in, guys? Oh, Pirates of Dark Water, my dude. Sorry, I wanted to just remove that. Apologies. Oh, my God. Man. The Pirates of Dark Water. Do you guys remember that cartoon series? It was really, I really well it. animated. It was very dark. I wasn't much into Pirates as a kid, I guess. I've heard of the show. I've seen some of the toys. Um, there's some controversy around the toys. Wasn't some of it not produced or something? Or got shuffled into another line? Like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, 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 sadly the yeah, sadly the show was also cancelled abruptly. It was quite dark, but also good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, just the reputation precedes it, but I never saw it. Why, Paul? Were you one of those Lani kids who had like I don't know Mnet? We've established that you haven't. So were you sneaking around to another friend's house? No, dude. I I got Mnet a little bit later on, uh, from around like geez, like ninety four, ninety five. Around there, mm-hmm. around the same time I got Windows. <laughs> I've never heard of this show, ever. Yeah. Well, there was a so. thing. Um, uh, yeah. So, okay, cool. Very cool. Where did you think he was going to fit, Robbie? I just thought, like, Waterworld. I thought he would be a really good, like, denizen in the Waterworld, actually. Nice. That's where my brain went. With him. <laughs> well, Dennis Hopper had uh, an eye patch. Um, oh shit! He so could actually be a Dennis Hopper. He yeah, could be like the, 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 the king in the prequel. You know, in the prequel, he's kind of like establishing himself as the king of Waterworld. 
there we go that's cool that's conceptual thing i like that that's very cool i love viper scout you are a gift that keeps on giving annie <laughs> mcbill because why not <laughs> they stole my fuel ah, the fuel belongs to me i bought it fear and squee wow you gotta defend me in court everywhere oh, i go boy ever <laughs> everywhere i go i see a damn dancing baby i get you are a I have a long ponytail and sits on top of my head. <laughs> I had a top knot before the before them. Hipsters took it. Now this is a show that I have seen a you few episodes of. Courtesy of Darren Cobb, actually. He could be a yes. space pirate in Exosquads, his handsome head injury. Exosquad. Yeah, totally. Exosquad was I cool. And I like the fact that he's got like a little bit of like wild 90s colorization. Like mm. Zanzibar is pretty far out design, and he's got some like mm. deep purple on him. Not deep purple, light light purple. Oh, I think I remember X Squad. That fits that palette. That's sort of nineties. Mm. Guys, and of course, where, would you, where would you cast a Sean? Sean Collins. <sighs> Bionic <mean>? Six. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that where your brain was going this whole time. Um, no, Heinz Zanzibar's never been cool. Zanzibar, hold on, let's just sort <laughs> this problem out. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be like that, Rob. Zanzibar's never been cool. It's you know, that's where we're going with that. Um, Hans <laughs> Child Zanzibar ever been cool? You, you saw my answer. Um, Gaz reckons he looks like a character out of Escape from New York, but we're talking about Sean Collins, and all I can think of is like NCIS or a CW show, like have him in <laughs> Arrow. Like, who's that guy? It's Sean Collins. Sean Collins, he's back. <laughs> it's like, hide all your girlfriends and your sister, Arrow. Sean Collins is in town. I don't know. That's <laughs> that's kind of like, like. I can't see him being in anything else. I actually, I must be honest, guys. I don't really, I struggle to see him in G.I. Joe, too, to be very honest with you. I mean, the guy's called Sean Collins. Or <laughs> Throwdown. Or Snake Eyes. Oh, that Kamakura. Karate. Hans Child reckons. Kar yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, American Ninja. There we go. Now, you see, I'm also being Karate. inspired. Yeah. Three ninjas kick back. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Ooh, he could Sean be like... Collins loves Emily. Sean Collins. Kindergarten, <laughs> kindergarten ninja. I will accept. You know, so he, he's Kinder like a teacher, but he's a ninja. So he has to like infiltrate a school to be able to like take down some sort of um weird uh, ninja like ring that have been like a, I'd watch that cartoon assassinations in the you know in the neighborhood and whatever else and he's got to like become a teacher and he's like oh, I'm Sean I will teach you kids no stop that oh, ah, you you dial, dial back his age a little bit further because I mean he was oh, a, he... a high school student when he wrote to Snake Eyes in issue 155 ah, a letter to Snake he... Eyes and okay. he was like talk to me Uncle Snake Eyes <laughs> I'm thinking of joining the army um Whoa, what, do you, okay, what do you so think of that whole thing oh so, so he's, one he's infiltrating he's one within the school yeah. one years with sean collins okay <laughs> so basically and then like the gag could be some kid always walks up and goes like boys have pull, uh, poles and girls have holes and 
Collins Creek. I don't want to wait Colin, welcome. for our lives to be over. <laughs> Jesus. Gross. Gross. Next. What is your next one? <laughs> oh, my word. This is terrible. I feel like I hope we haven't offended anybody too badly. No, no. Um, I feel like I'm 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 doing this purely because I know it's going to be difficult. Out of malice and spite. Um, because Sean Collins wasn't easy. It's a nice one, Steve. Um, I was hoping. Yeah, I, I Sonic so, Fighters dial tone. Yeah, specifically, maybe not specifically this finger uh, finger, but I kind of chose this because of well, maybe maybe let's see if you guys take the bait. Um, Black Beret, I'm thinking either Demolition Man ooh. or Starship Troopers. Because, like, the black and gray on Sonic Fighters dial tone, very Nazi SS, <laughs> actually, if we think about it too deeply. But he's got that navy blue mixed in there. I don't know. It looks like law enforcement. So I'm going to say um, John Spartan from... Uh... <laughs> Demolition, Demolition Man. Man. That's it. Oh, yeah. I was going to say... Yeah, I... uh, yeah. Oh, really? Carry on. Yeah, you took the back. Oh, Avatar. I was going to say Avatar. He could be one of the, the military dudes. Yeah. So, like, if you had to imagine I... a, a, a Saturday morning cartoon for Avatar, then he would be, like, one of the... Villains. I don't lie. He, he would be in the live action, for sure. He'd be taking on those blue people. He'd be like, damn blue people swimming around and flying can't stand it connecting to each other with your tubes that ain't natural weird tentacle having weird tree sex yeah <laughs> Ooh, starship troopers dendrophiliac andrew that's a good one mm -hmm. yeah i've seen a few uh starship troopers mentions here um Ooh, battlestar galactica as well that's pretty yeah good. yeah like so say we all so say we all. predator 2 <laughs> oh there we go that's cool hey i like that thank you cops cops now that's a cartoon series i actually never watched i've only got familiar a familiarity with it because of things like toy fair magazine and well the internet thank you um it's retro geek art and uh, it all um Ooh, expendables gaz you're winning you'd be fantastic the card, okay. art, the card art i mean can you zoom in paul because like Dalton's face looks derpy as always, but the card art does look like it's modeled after Stallone a little bit. Oh, Dude, wow. this whole pose is modeled after Stallone. This oh, this wow. pose showing, showing is, his butt off. This this pose here is pretty much almost one for one to a pose there was that he has. Stallone in the game. butt in Demolition Man, right? There was when they, Stallone butt when, when they put him on ice. He's nudie yes. nudie. Oh yeah, my god, Antara's suggestion is fantastic. Daltone in a quantum leap spin-off where he can leap into anyone he calls on the telephone. I dig I that, Zantara. That is great. Jumping through time and space to save the future and his Government own Hacker for Hackers Daltone. 2. Uh, thank you, Gussie. Uh, it's always great to see another um, Hackers fan. Uh, I love the movie. Cloak and Dagger movie from 1984. <laughs> <laughs> this Daltone should be in the next Expendables. So, um, yeah. Kurt Russell Soldier is another one where that would work. Um, I do want it to try and turn these into Saturday morning cartoons, but I am digging where you're coming from. You, you um, like every, everything you wanted to put into a Saturday morning cartoon. 
Cool. So then the next one is Rob. Yeah, well, that's where my mind is. So that's where I'm going to try and squeeze the brain. All all cartoons. Okay, guys. Mm -hmm. Where's this mango and the man in question? (laughs) Rob needs admin access to the Metalhead! Where am I going today, guys? Bang, bang! (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Okay, Rob's leaning into the the, the metal side of things. We've got to think music. Cheers, Viper Scout. You've been absolutely fantastic and have a good rest of your work. I haven't seen it, but wasn't. Tom Cruise playing a really, really extreme character in Rock of Ages. No, and it was actually quite, oh, he was quite good wow. at it too. Yeah. Mm. Well, since when has Tom Cruise not been good at playing someone really far he's out? Really good at doing it's everything. Out of control, man. He knows. And he fails at. He fails knows, Jack Reacher. He's an accident on the side of the road. He knows he can help. You know, if he passes <laughs> and doesn't help, you know, he knows he can help. Um, chasing eighties says visionaries. I've got two suggestions I want to make, um, just for, mm-hmm. for giggles. Um, and guys, you were waiting for this. This had to happen. I, I can see him being in, in He-Man in Motu. <laughs> Rio Blaster. Finally. Yeah. I'm well, I make a Motu reference the whole night. Well, I, I've been trying not to, but, uh, because, you know, it felt like low hanging fruit because a lot of GI Joe characters I think could do quite well in he-man um and there is a bonus round by the way oh um, oh um but metal metalhead would be great i think in he-man and he we we could call him like bangerang or something <laughs> you know um i don't know i think that would be great uh steve what say you where would you place old bullet brains to- over here I couldn't do better than I saw the <laughs> the suggestion in the chats. It's Centurions by MCDC, MCDJ, ACDC. Oh yeah, Centurions modular armor. I wish I chose more difficult ones. It, it feels like they all actually do fit into some sort of knockoff Mad Max film, as Gaz is suggesting. Metalhead should go into. I and and also, I think his tech is a little bit too advanced for Mad Max. It's high oh. maintenance stuff. It's got a lot of hoses. It's got a lot of moving parts. Mad Max is all about like low tech. Yeah, low tech all, as you can um, be. Gaslands. But also, no. guys, if I can just say thank you for not coming up with the um, Mad Max thing here, only because I feel like it's. I don't want to say it's easy, but. A lot okay. of these characters come from the '80s. Mad Max was big and was popular in the '80s, and obviously was very influential. So, yeah. Joe so I'm just glad that you guys are dread, and it's Judge Dread, and it's Judge Dread, Mister. I am the law. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, and also, like, I'll tell you guys now. I purposely haven't chosen any um, Eco Force, by the way. Because oh, I felt that was like way too easy. Easy alien, mm. yeah, basically alien. <laughs> yes, alien. alien. Stephen, um, do you have another one? Stephen, uh, Dawn Moreno. Oh my oh. god, you're like Bionic Six guy. 
I should have made a rule. You can't put it in the same shit twice. I should have done that. I should have put that rule up there. I'll remember for next time. Dawn Moreno. Um, Dawn Moreno. Oh, God. no, God, no, please, no. Um, no. Dawn Moreno, when she enters the picture, just to put it in perspective, is 15 years old. So, ah, maybe so that's got a high school setting. Spy kids. <laughs> be fantastic in spy in 3d yeah in 3D. in 3d so she has nice. to go into the into the game world to kind of help save the the brother and the sister so they both get trapped there and she has to go in and save them you guys know way too much about spy kids <laughs> i've only seen one spy kids movie and that was because it was in 3d and that was actually the first 3d film i saw that wasn't mm. that was stereos, stereo, stereoscopic 3d with the non-blue and red goggles so it wasn't Avatar for you. That's no, it wasn't. I was, That's wild. Yeah. Avatar was my first. Yeah, it was for most people, but you know, um, and if we had, had I mean, what were we doing that. watching that movie? We yeah, didn't have kids, that. but we watched it because it was 3D. It was interesting. I love this um, metalhead being a villain in the Robocop cartoon. That's actually very cool. Nice thinking, MC. That DJ. would work actually. Um, I love that. <laughs> Thank you, my dude. So, Paul, where, um, where would you put her? Oh, yeah. I mean, I said Spy Kids. Ooh. I feel like Dawn Moreno would work quite nicely in Ninja Turtles. Mm. Oh, she right. could be the fifth turtle, like a female turtle. That would be kind of cool. They've never done that before. Go home, Hamestone. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, <laughs> but no, wasn't, wasn't there like a the female bond. ninja in the Nickelodeon show? She was There's like... a female ninja in Turtles called Karai. Uh, oh, daughter. Karai, that's it. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, she's part of the foot. She's part of Shredder's daughter. Yeah, Leonardo's love interest. Yes, Shredder's daughter. Actually, can I spoil it? Would you guys like to know whose daughter she actually is? Whoa, it's Splinters. It's Splinters, yeah. It's Splinters Master's daughter or Splinters oh. daughter, depending on how you want to see the continuity. But yes, Whoa. it's actually Splinters daughter who's been brainwashed by Shredder brainwashed. into believing she is his daughter as a revenge thing. Wow, for killing, that totally um, fits. That fits yeah. Dawn Moreno perfectly. So Dawn Moreno would be cool Paul, as a counter to Karate. You've done it again. So, I think she's cool in Leon the Professional. So Ooh, that could be she, pretty good, actually. Her early history was she was taken under the wing of the Baroness for training. Mm -hmm. um, so I see that kind of relationship. Like Ooh. Natalie Portman. And, uh, is it, what's his name? Gerard Depardieu? Um, yeah. No. Uh, Gerard oh, no, Depardieu is the one with the nose. Uh, yeah, no, this isn't the nose guys. The other uh, Leon is played by. Oh, oh, isn't that cool movie with Robert De Niro? In a cool movie with Robert De Niro, where it's right. yeah, it's also Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Oh, he's a cool actor. Well, yeah, he's a cool actor. French man. Yeah. I'm not going to put yeah. you out of your misery. Damn it. <laughs> Big force, come now, come to my. my yeah, age. we're moving on. We're moving on. Because yeah, we got on. we got cartoons to talk about. Guys. Got cartoons. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. But we're quite cool. we we we've been quite speedy in this show. I'm kind of pleased. Yeah, I've been quite speedy. Yeah. I'm, I'm. Um. Yeah. Come on. Let's do it. Uh, like here's, here's like from the, from the left. Let's lady for shave. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> Crystal. Where, where should he be? Where where can he be? Well, he should be in DEF, but he's not. He's in the Battle Corps because they decided Lie. the war on drugs only had one year in it uh, as far as G.I. Joe's concerned. Reno. 
Yeah, yeah. There you go. Paul's Gene Reno. But not anymore. Rob, why do you do this? You're like <laughs> Colin Robinson, man. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, Crystal. Hmm. Hmm. Just look at him. Don't overthink it. Just be like, where does this guy look like he fits? Once again, I'm going to go Ten Power foot. Rangers. Wow. Power Rangers. Okay, that's no, cool. no, 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 sorry. Oh, I meant to, I meant to say Captain Planets. I was thinking oh, about powers, but I was like, no, he needs to be like full full body. Actually, yeah, Captain Planet works. But that, but that you can't see I the reckon he works really well for Power Captain Planet. He would actually like, be the color scheme. He's really I am an international really business selling god pieces <laughs> out of <laughs> dolphin bone. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. I I dig him. I think he would have been so great in the Captain Planet line. I think he just would. Oh, Miami Vice villain. Interesting. Yeah, okay. Or cops. Or cops. Miami Vice villain. And Andrew both said Miami Vice. He has to go in there. Hans Charles says Judge Dredd. Why are you guys jostling me? You and your fancy car. This is... (laughs) I think he'd be getting greased. He'd be good in Greece. In Greece. <laughs> kind of like one of the from one of the um one of the greases. One of the one of the, yeah, one of the greases. He'd be fantastic in that role. But he'd, he'd be, be like one of the rival bad. guy. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be mm. with the rival guy, you know. He's like Johnny Johnny, Johnny Cage. You think you're cool, Johnny Cage but is... you're not. Oh, it's the 60s. I'm so cool. I've got the grease in my hair. My grease is better than yours. It's so much fairer. You're the worst, Johnny, 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 Johnny. Something like that. G.I. Joburg, the musical. Perfect. Starring I Rob. <laughs> I mean, this this was um, Hardcastle and Gristle. Ooh, like, as in, like, Gristle McCormick. <laughs> nice, nice deep As in there. Hardcastle and McCormick. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. Basically. Okay, I'm, I'm going to throw one more out. I'm, I'm not going to go to five. I feel like, I feel like... Feel like okay, you feel like you feel like you feel like your... for me four is enough. DJ, where do we see DJ? Where's he going? What what show do you see him in? Don't just don't think about. It. Just look at him and tell me where he goes. Come on, Dino Riders. Wow, <laughs> yeah, the colors. That's great. He'd be perfect mm. as a, a Dino Rider. I think so. Yeah, it would also take all the heat off him. Nobody would think he was a bad Dino Riders character. They'd go, "Wow, he's pretty cool." The, you know? it, Mark is right, actually. That that's uh, <laughs> that's where he should actually go. In uh, the by bin. the way, and Zentar, yep, there you go. In the bin, Zentar is in the trash. That is uh, that is a very good genre for him, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got a mention for Star Command. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I actually also clicked on it now. Sorry, dude. WJ also thinks he he definitely fits in Dino Riders. Thanks, WJ. Was there a disc jockey in Gem and the Holograms? Uh, no, I I must be honest, I can't remember. He could be in um, the back I... scratching him up because, man, those moon boots that he wears. <laughs> Fabulous. <clears throat> ah, it's changing Eddie's stock. Studs what? on the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> doop, 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 doop. I can rock some Herbie Hancock. Captain Power says right. yes. That's a very good suggestion. Fifth element, Hell yeah. Helix. Ooh, Helix. 
Bionic Six. <laughs> oh, four, five, six. Uh, uh, as one of the villains, I'm guessing. I mean, because yeah, one of the villains already of, has kind of like a hair thing going on. It's crazy really how crazy. much Bionic Six has come. She's up the fun aunt. She's the fun aunt that kind of that joins them every now and then. She's the sister of the father. Yeah, she's a fun aunt that lets the kids drink and do shrooms. Yeah, she's one of the adopted kids. What? How? There are four of them. There there are already four of them. Why do we need another one? I mean, Billy's already joined the the family. Wow. Billy, Sean, and Dawn. Uh Guys, check this out. Dad reckons Shatner's tech wars. Insane, dude. That's, That's... That is... Wow. Okay, cool. That's actually pretty good. Hans Child coming with a, with a serious suggestion. Uh, girl with a dragon tattoo. Well, she was um, busting child trafficking rings. Ooh, Charlie's <laughs> Angels. She I would make a good angel. Cool. Yeah. Well, do you guys want to stab at it, or should we roll on? I was going to say Bionic 6. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> I no think I feel like her outfit uh, will allow her to fit really well into something like um, damn it, can't believe the name's just like escaped me right now. Kim Possible. It's actually actually something like that, yeah. I mean, thank yeah. you for Kim Possible and I'll take it. Um, but that's, Welcome, that's, says Andrew. That's more, or less, that's more or less the vibe that I would have gone with as well, yeah. So... Yeah, because you just. All oh, I stuff. was reminded of a Luc Besson movie. <clears throat> I was reminded mm-hmm. of a Luc Besson movie when I was thinking this up. Ooh, Do you remember Lucy that. with Scarlett Johansson? Oh yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Shame. Like she, she accidentally ingests this miracle drug that like expands her brain, and then yeah. she starts using even more of it till she eventually becomes like. Black goo, God. and just kind yeah. of becomes a, she transcends. transforms into a supercomputer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She sees the birth of, of humankind, and then sort of goes into the future. Uh, I don't know. So you it's see, not my cup of tea Amazing. Yeah. Well, okay. Helix starts out with this kind of computer brain, doesn't she? Mm. Mm. I don't know. I just Something always like thought that. she looked cool. Little time. wonder. <laughs> You guys know that? That's the the yep. show where they have the the little girl, and she's actually a, an android, or she's a cyborg, and mm-hmm. she like lives in the family and hilarity ensues, and nobody's allowed to know she's a robot except for the family. So like Helix could be like her secret bodyguard in the show. Um, it's not a cartoon; it's an actual live action thing. Um, anybody here at, like Never remember heard of that. that show? Little one that used to actually be on SABC, so it's not even an a. It's not, for South Africans here, the three of us. It's, it was an SABC thing. It wasn't even like an Mnet thing. It wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, well played, my guys. Well played. Um, and uh, the last little, just five minutes of your lives, I'm going to take away from you, is. <laughs> really withering inside. Which. Which he, which Motu, which Motu, which TMNT character, and which, yeah, let's let's. Oh, actually, Captain Planet, I like that. Um, let's. Mm-hmm. Which of those three? Which characters from these three um, properties? And you can only pick one. 
would be cool in G.I. Joe. It'd be fun to have in G.I. Joe. Wasn't there that kind of green glow in the dark? I just can picture the figure. He was a kind of a radi radioactive guy from Captain Planet. Oh, no, from Captain Planet. I don't know. No. I know there's Captain Planet and the Planeteers. That's about all I can remember from Captain Planet. <laughs> I, I, I think Gaia would be very good in G.I. Joe. She'd be very what? good in one of the cartoons. Yeah. Oh, like Helix would be great in the X-Men. Sorry. Oh, Irritating. Thank you. You okay, mentioned actually, Gaia, Gaia would, would, would make a very interesting cartoon episode where kind of like uh, Cobra stumbles upon like the spirit of, of Earth. And they're like, if we take control of the spirit of Earth, then we will destroy all of the, uh, the environment. So you must pay us and we won't destroy the environment. Ah. And then Jojo has to save Gaia. And then she, um, to thank Jojo, she gives them the rings. And then, okay. And when, by your powers combined, I am GI Planet. <laughs> he comes out with a cool helmet on and he's got like a water squirter that shoots like laser sunbeams. Um, there you go. We got chasing eddies of all these characters. I think Dr. Mindbender would fit everywhere from Smurfs to Elf. I actually agree with you. He is that. very versatile. He's a versatile yeah. character. He really is. Um, Jeez. Okay. Uh, WJ says hoggish, greedly, man at arms, uh, human karai. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Oh, nice, nice. Greedly, he's the main bad guy. Yeah. Hmm. think. And man at arms would, I mean, man at arms does seem like pretty on the nose, but actually would make a very cool G.I. Joe character. Just and, and guys, and him being I've like just looked up the name of the, the, the Captain Planet villain that I was thinking of. It was actually mm. Duke Nukem. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they came up with the same name as Duke, Duke Nukem. Nukem. Oh my goodness. Wow. He was kind of, he looked like the thing, kind of rocky, but he was glowing. Glowing green dude. That's wild. Oh, That's crazy. Picture of the figure. Huh. Guys, Rick and Rio Blast, MCDJ, ACDC, Skeletor, um, Dr. Claw in G.I. Joe. Hunter mm. agrees with Man at Arms. Um, he also suggests Shredder and Dr. Blight. Good day, Peter Moline. How's it going? Cool. Good day, boys. Oh, oh there he is. Guy. He looks like sweet corn. I remember him. Yeah, he does actually. He has the macht. <laughs> He's how much now? 400 euros. Oh, yeah. Du has the macht. <laughs> he has the power. Super. Very cool. I remember this character. The... Robbie, Robbie I remember seeing him at um, the it was pick and pay in it was actually shop right back then, but the one on Weinberg Main Road. No way. You saw it in yeah. Man More. That too. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely why I don't remember. Day. That's insane. I I'm gonna suggest Rat King from Ninja Turtles. I think he would make an interesting G.I. Joe villain. Um just gonna put they that out. That there. What's his name? Um Rat rat attack. I don't know what was what's the figure's name. There was a rat character. You've got the figure, Rob. 
He even came with a tail, which I think oh, you prompted him. Rat, rat man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Desert rat. Desert rat. That oh, has rat, to be right. Rat, but uh, it's a swamp rat. Was it called swamp rat? It must be desert rat. Come on. But is no. it rat king? That's what's important. Because rat, rat king is interesting. Rat -y enough, I think. Mm, rat king is pretty cool. He's, he's psychotic. And he's got a bit of a Crocmaster vibe, but he's also got his own. Oh, so he joins. He joins the the the, the villains of uh, DEF. Well, he's Cobra. I mean, he would fall in. Yeah, the yeah, Cobra yeah. He's the, one of, of the villains of DEF because he's like he's like what happens when you take too many drugs? You think you're the king of rats. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Well, guys swamp rat. Oh, uh, is actually swamp rat. You see, he have like goggles or something. Yeah, he yeah. does. Mm. Lose. Mm. Kind of um, nah, tell me. <laughs> actually, uh, because this is very much on topic, uh, Pink Panther asks, How do you guys feel about the TMNT Motu crossover? I love it conceptually, but I think it's executed pure, uh, poorly, to be quite honest. Um, I've seen a lot I... of people, yeah, sorry, Rob, yeah, yeah. I, no, you... I was gonna say, I'm confused by the fact that they can take their shells off and put their weapons inside their shells. Oh, that's a toyetic thing. Um, no, that's not a toyetic. That's, that, that's, that's ridiculous. The second I saw it, I was like, oh, are you kidding me? They but no, but... take the shells off and they put their weapons inside the shells. That's stupid. Dude, there's not a turtles line part of their doing. No, no, turtles no, no, have been doing no, that no, for a long time in their lines. It's and they've been, the they've been doing it wrong. They've been doing it wrong. They've been doing it wrong. People, I mean, wrong. they keep doing them, so they can't be doing too badly. Wrong. Um, uh, but uh, I just don't like Turtles the design. Carry their weapons in their belts or on their shells. You, they can't just in take their, their shells off. That's ridiculous. No, I agree. I'm not advocating that, but from a toy point of view, it makes perfect sense. Not but, even from a toy point of view. But ridiculous. dude, when when you've got characters that they've no. done like mutated versions of that look completely uninspired and for lack of better words oh no that entire opinion, line looks totally, really boring. totally crap i i'm like why very did boring. you bother and also the first it's two like lines don't include all of the the turtles like why that, do you that, why bother that's sales that's sales crap but basically no, but it's like three you know like how hoshi said it's too great taste yeah dude i don't know i think like, most you're gonna spread it out have two in the you know in the first two lines and then have the other two in the next two lines that means they have yeah, well, no confidence in their own in the, the longevity of the series itself i just think like it's meant to be two great tastes that taste great together and unfortunately the secret ingredient here is boredom boring yeah, food. It's, it's awful it's so, terrible i don't know it's just but it just so we've, like, we've no. been we've been inserting gi I've uh, saved GI characters into other lines you know creating our own synthoids within uh, other ips and, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. why don't we That's... discuss synthoids within gi joe itself and talk about synthoid conspiracy part one and two from the classic dun, dun, dun. GI cartoon in the 80s written by <laughs> christy mack and it was so yeah Anyway. And, oh, oh, oh! Yeah. Can I put my hand up quickly? I just, no. I just want to like mention this uh, quickly. Tim, um, <laughs> Bruce Tim, Tim, Bruce Allen. Tim of the Batman the Animated Series fame and others. Um, he's part of this episode. Right. He he did a lot of uh, he created a lot of models for this episode, a lot wow. of character models and whatever's for this episode. Wow. So anyway, fun fact: he's credited in this episode. Carry on. Rob, uh, break what it down. What is a synthoid, Rob? 
What is a synthoid? It's basically like a big gloopy thing that uh, that uh, Zartan invented that basically can take the appearance of anyone else and is uh, in complete uh, thrall or is completely loyal to Cobra Commander. Um, so they're basically like agents that they can insert into any organization they want. And apparently also, I mean, completely double as that person if you're not Duke. For some reason, he's he's completely useless at being Duke, while all the other guy, anyway. I'm well, that to... would put it in line with uh, <laughs> Zartan's inability to actually act like his subject. I mean, he looks a treat, but like whenever someone questions him, and I, I refer to a comic, a cartoon that we all watched at the beginning of the year, Countdown for Zartan. Like anyone kind of quizzes him or tries to make direct conversation with. Him, he's like well, he he's does sweating. that. He's like, ah. Does that in this episode as well? Like the guys actually already like you seem out of character today, uh, <laughs> Sergeant whatever. And he's like, huh, no, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, and I'll, I'll get my gun ready to. Uh, you know, <laughs> my take point you is. Hostage. My point is what? Whether it's how's your day going? <laughs> whether it's Zartan or Synthoid, they're just terrible actors. I'm fine. I, I, the plan worked really well with the four guys that they replace, you know, the higher ups. But like, anyway, we're getting here. No, but that's so logic. Yeah, that's I know. So the, 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 con- like the entire conspiracy or the, the big thing of the episodes is uh, Cobra's plan is to replace the higher ups within the, the military of the USA to be able to completely discredit and uh, destroy G.I. Joe essentially from the inside. And defund um, them. Andy to my mind, this is the first time we've seen that oft-used trope of, like, G.I. Joe with the funding cut. How can they have an effective combat against Cobra when they can't even fuel their Sky Strikers or put bullets in their guns? Huh? In their laser guns? In that, you put, apparently, that's a, this episode confirms that they're using laser bullets. Like, <laughs> that's um, established. The laser bullets... Blasters in Star Wars have ammo. Yeah, they do actually. Yeah, they do. They have bolts. So that is a thing. So it is a thing. So I mean, it's a, it's a it's a thing. It's a thing. Been out there <laughs> over time. So we open with war games, which is quite fun. Mm. Yeah, they're kind of like okay, GI Joe's going to prove how cool they are, and some of the generals are like I don't know if they're going to be that cool. But yeah, they they're just trying to unobtrusively uh, move into somebody else's um, water. Yeah, <laughs> Cobra is there, and they use the subterfuge of the war games to insert their agents. Yeah, uh, and we get the introduction respect. of the flag. Is the first time we seen it in the cartoon? No, is we saw it. In... <laughs> we saw the flag in. I think it has its debut in uh, the uh, Pyramids of Darkness. Ah, uh, okay. Might we haven't seen it since then. I think I feel because it feels yes. like they, it sounds like they like. Oh, this is it's the flag. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see the flag. The general's very excited. We we've seen the the blackout episode, right? The one where Cobra can switch off people's power. Yeah, it's primitive of darkness. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so the the flag isn't that. Yeah, that's when the flag mm. comes out. Yeah, Scarlet gives shipwreck a nice warm. <laughs> slap he's like coming on to her and even i think he doesn't he get handsy at one point he does yeah, sexual harassment in the workplace right. will not be tolerated here dude 
I know a place where the lasagna is hot and the lights are dim. <laughs> so that's an interesting little, um, I mean, like fraternizing within the armed forces is one thing, but like actually getting handsy with your fellow soldier. Yeah. Damn shipwreck. Nothing's off limits to you, pal. <laughs> Maybe Flint's like right around the corner. I mean, like check out the cojones on this guy. No, it's not Flint. Duke. Duke is around the corner. Mm-hmm. Like, he is. The, the big Actually, no, he isn't. He, he isn't on the ship at this point. He he's in a dragon. Around. Yeah. But anyways, it's like, what? you're going you're gonna to go for Duke's girl. I guess there just aren't that many females in G.I. Joe. You get what yeah. you can take. Guys, to be it. fair, Shipwreck, Shipwreck's just a dog. He goes for all the girls in this That's show. That's what he can. Um, he takes his shots when, you know, every season. He's persistent. The... Yep. He's just always taking shots. I mean, the thing the is, team, he takes all shot, of them. He gets shot down, and and he and he kind of does come back with like, "Hey, go get him!" You know, he is he he does he's not upset about being shot down. Like he he took his shot. He's like, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to give it a try." She's like, "You know, get off me!" And then she's about to leave to like start the mission. He's like, "Yeah, go get him!" So it's just not like a overall a negative experience. You know, like uh, interaction. You know, he's just too forward. But she, you know, she knows how to kind of like uh, handle him. On this topic, however, like I found maybe, I mean, maybe this is Christie's intention to show the relationship as as vividly as possible. But anytime Scarlet and the real Duke are together in a scene, she is just draped all over him. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you guys notice mm-hmm. how like? extremely affectionate Scarlet is depicted in this, this two-part specifically. Oh, no, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially when he comes back and she's, he's revealed to be himself again, she's just, like, completely on him. She's like, oh, dude, which, you're back. Which is why it's so odd to me that she can't pick up that he's a synthoid. Yeah, she kind mm. of is like, Duke, you're it's acting It's a very weird. slow penny drop. But, mm. but it eventually uh, gets there. Just uh, checking the temperature in the comments. Uh, MCDJ ACDC says Destro's taste for revenge has no limits. I really enjoy his hatred for Zartan throughout the Sunbow series. And this is also echoed by um, Pink Panther. Uh, you know, and I I dig this. Uh, what I love about this is like, I, I maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I, I think the writers did consider this. Um, Destro plays such a, a big part of Cobra and, and plays such a huge role in Cobra's success that I think it's it's threatening to Cobra Commander himself. So Cobra Commander will find any way he can to kind of put Destro down. And mm. so elevating Zartan in that respect, I mean, that's a total narcissist move. But well, like, the way this structure is put together, like Zartan and Cobra Commander collaborated on producing the synthoid concept, but it's using mm. Destro's, like the chemical compounds that Destro it's supplies. Tech, yeah. So he feels mm. cut out of the loop. But to add... Mm injury to the insult they actually create a synthoid of him and parade it around and have it bow down to cobra commander which pisses him off something unholy and to the point where he actually sides with gi joe to have to take them down sad this show is sad spoilers that's part two that's part two well we're jumping all over the map but i mean we're giving the broad strokes guys if you haven't seen this scroll down and uh hit the link we've got a fortunately hasbro has conjoined them into one 41 minute long episode so so much company perfect too easy 
check it out. Watch it. I mean, it, it's it's a classic for introducing the synthoids as a concept to the cartoon because most things in the cartoon don't have callbacks or call forwards. But this concept was reused in a later two-parter written by a completely different writer. Stephen Gerber wrote There's No Place Like Springfield, where Shipwreck wakes up to a town full of... Mm. Um, and and so it, it's fascinating to me that these two writers who were writing perhaps in isolation of one another were passing notes and were like, oh, you've got this concept too? Well, let me use your, your words. So amendments were made and it's just it's a kind of game-changing technology. Um, there was a slight attempt to have something similar in the comic book series, but since it was, since it was a Herb Trimpey issue, not part of Larry's continuity, it was never really touched on again, but Herb Trimpey introduced the idea of lifelike battle android troopers that looked mm. like their subjects, yeah, and could mm. act, talk. I mean, this is perhaps a little bit too far out there for the something more grounded like the comic book. But in the cartoon, this definitely flies. Um, what do you guys think of like, I, just the concept? Oh, I love it, man. Um, I, so I'm so glad. Like with this, it, it's a weird thing with this um, episode. And actually, somebody in the I think it was Pink Panther in the in the chats kind of mentioned when we started mentioning synthoids, they mentioned another episode. And I often do get these kind of confused. And I think that they're both great, but I often feel like synthoid conspiracy like i have a different like memory of it every time and so watching this episode again was great because it is such a cool episode for me it definitely feels like the kid version of the thing in a lot of ways mm. but like um it definitely feels like the kid version of the puppet masters or you know the invasion of the body snatchers um inverted commas there for there's you. You a horror like. note that they play mm. right at the end which I think is what you're, if I'm picking up what you're putting down. And it's mm. absolutely horrifying when they do zap all the synthoids by, I mean, it's it's telegraphed in the beginning that like Cobra Commander is about to destroy the Destro synthoid because Destro's like, destroy that thing or I will destroy you or whatever. Um, Cobra Commander is about to press the button and is like, no, don't press the button with that setting. It'll destroy all the synthoids. It's like, use the local area network rather <laughs> um, <laughs> to just destroy the one in your vicinity anyways that's how they're eventually ultimately all defeated at the same time and when that happens it cuts to the synthoid duke who comes apart but then also the various other sort of top brass members who were replaced and mm. it's horrifying because they're all giving like addresses they're giving speeches in front of the sort of various armed services and they start just falling apart. The one guy's eyeball drops out of his face before he becomes a... Barry Cronenberg. Love that. Love that so much. Well, you Love said it. that yeah, it, it is. It is very disturbing. I'm going to say Carpenter. Yeah, it's just mm. horrifying. Well, the thing is Carpenter. These guys like, like turn into goop before everyone's eyes. I mean, in that moment, if you're one of these assembled sailors watching Admiral Ledger a man who you've had utmost respect for as a leader your entire career, um, men of men, legend, war hero, turn into goop. Imagine how destabilizing that is, how horrifying that is. A ship-wide panic ensues. A fleet-wide panic ensues. Yeah, what do you mm -hmm. do until you get the get the news that, you know, 
the guy's actually alive. This wasn't your uh, your commander. I mean, yeah, that has to be like traumatizing for sure. I also love the paranoia. Like once they realize that one of them is a synthoid, how that changes things up and it makes them, uh, it freaks them out. It, it, it's, it's weird. It's, uh, that's why I say it's like the thing because that slowly creeps up you know, in the thing that's part of the paranoia, that's part of the the horror of it. It's like, who is, you know, who who's human and who's not, and and this mm. kind of played on that. It was like the kid friendly version of that, which I I dig because kid friendly. Like guys, like not to be funny here, but I love it when cartoons. I know that GI Joe and and so many cartoons of its of the of the of its ilk, should I say, were often criticized as just being like adverts for kids toys and yes they were they were like comparative marketing tool or they were assistive marketing tools and whatever's great but the writers definitely did try to give kids of this time some semblance of taste because they they do reference and they do kidify a lot of great movie concepts and a lot of great literary uh, literature concepts um and then distill them into them into kid form the kidified and i'm so glad that they did that because there are so many things I knew about in the world at a young age that I could look up in uh, look up, you know, and and go and check out, you know, like mm. the thing I watched the thing a lot sooner in my life than I should have, and and it's not because of this cartoon, but it's just when I watched the thing, I was like, wow, you know, there were other cartoons that did it, and I was like, oh, okay, I get this, you know, so it's just it allowed me to enjoy that film at a young age. And allowed me to appreciate it. Not like today, where everything has to be a roller coaster. And um, yeah, so thank you, '80s cartoons, for doing cool stuff like this. And not just GI Joe, but a lot of you. Um, anyway, uh, did you guys even enjoy this episode? Like, I mean, was this something that you thought was cool? I thought it was a. Cool I don't want to go into ratings all. yet. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, no, we don't want to do ratings. I thought it was a cool concept overall. I think. As one of the plans that Cobra comes up with was probably one of the absolutely one of the most successful, but he mm. he definitely overstepped his bounds when he decided to replace a a Joe. It probably wasn't necessary at all actually to replace a Joe to be able to complete his plan. Um, yeah, and Duke specifically is just too high a flyer. I suppose you have yeah. to make these things as bold as possible because this is, after all, a cartoon for kids. They had to make mm. Synthoid Duke this bumbling uh, 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 cover girl. I'm not cover girl. I'm Scarlet. I'm the woman you sleep with, dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he couldn't have been too crap because there's a moment. Just if you watch the moment when Synthoid Duke... Like, this is after it's been established. Like, Scarlet knows that it's Synthoid Duke. He kind of saves himself from a stricken Sky Strike. I love that. Is, is, is piloting. And that's the moment she knows. Save yourself. Okay. There's, <laughs> a weird, there's a weird bit of voice direction when he turns into Gloop. Scarlet definitely gives out, like, an impassioned, oh, no. Like, it's a very earnest, oh, no. It's like, she didn't mean for the... the Synthoid Duke to meet such a thing. She wanted end. two Dukes. Mate, yeah, dude. Double team that. Damn. Did you do... <laughs> I'm sorry bad. I went there. You I'm did. sorry I went there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my yeah. word. I think, I, I think I've freaked out a bunch of people now. Have you seen the views? I, 
Well, I, 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 did, <laughs> I did. Yeah, after, overall, it's a really cool concept, um, and I like that that it that the position they put Destro in it does force him to kind of have to be on the side of of GI Joe, and it's cool to kind of see him helping them. But at um, he doesn't want to help them, but he feels he has to, to be able to get back at Cobra and make Cobra Commander realize: Do you really do need me more than maybe you you think you do? Which kind of flies in the face. I mean, I think it was earlier, Christoph Fromey on Facebook said, all good despots make sure their underlings are fighting one another. So they are busy fighting each other instead of looking for ways to bring you down. Um, unfortunately, they kind of backfired in this situation, at least, because Destro, uh, he fought back. He fought back very hard uh, against Cobra Commander. And uh, Any opportunity you could put Destro in the cockpit of a Sky Striker is a good one. Oh, absolutely gorgeous. Mm. Absolutely amazing. And it's cool to see all of the gadgets that he's come up with that you don't see him use. But that's always the thing. It's a cartoon. You will never see necessarily see the Synthoids again. You'll never see these cool contraptions he's come up with. Um, but it's cool to see his ingenuity because he really is an exceptionally intelligent weapons and uh, technology designer. Shields. He's got um, like a bots that kind of like uh, help him refuel the jets as well uh, yes. um, aboard his ship the valkyrie oh, yeah he's got, cool tons of stuff. he's got absolutely tons of like absolutely amazing things that he uses handsome oh god handsome head injury do you think the synthoids brainwaves are copied from zartan um <laughs> i, well, I, I would like explain the bad me. acting <laughs> yeah, I like that explanation. Possibly, yeah. I mean, yeah. that is actually a good suggestion. Um, so it's not just his technology and his chemicals, but it's his um, his ability to kind of become someone else. Yeah, however flawed it is in the cartoons, um, it probably is necessary to a certain degree to be able to make it easier for them to mimic someone else, even though you know, most of the time he's pretty bad at it. How did they land on this this thing, by the way? Stephen Sky Strikers can land on a dime. So yeah, this ship looks like a, an oil tanker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sky Strikers can do anything. Um I I'd like to call out the kind of animal endangerment that happens later on. Oh, thank you, Joe Hunter. I said this. I said this too. I said this too. I said this too ah. on our podcast. Did you? Carry on. They crash yeah. a water moccasin and like must not oh, strap yeah. it or anything. Who's like, no, that's human endangerment. That's human endangerment, too. <laughs> Wait a minute, you guys go... aren't on, on our side. <laughs> it took you long enough to figure that one yeah. out. <laughs> exactly, dude. They like totally take out the greatest um, theft of oxygen on planet Earth, who just happens to work for Cobra as well. <laughs> Who's this? You guys aren't on the same side. No, 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 no. He was really smart. Damn. Smart guy. Uh, smart, smart oh, guy. Also an interesting coloring error throughout this episode, I noticed. Um, or and maybe it's not an error. But um, Mutt's neck throughout the entire episode is gray. I don't know. Oh. Is he wearing like a is he wearing like a very high turtleneck the entire episode? But the whole episode through his entire neck area is gray, is is colored gray. So it's not just where the shirt ends, it's it's like all the way up to his chin. Is it great? Gosh, the uh, entire episode. You were very close um, to finding one there. 
somebody didn't uh, respect the model sheet and and well, they respected it, it enough to keep it consistent throughout the entire episode. Well, it's that's what like you have to do. Happened once. It's it's a mistake that yeah that, that persists throughout the entire episode. It's very weird. Oh, guys, just while we're here, I mean, uh, Twin Day, the show I worked on, um, it debuted this uh, month. It's on Showmax. It's really cool. I'm really, really loving it. Um, but I'm once again painfully reminded that shots that I had literally labored for 15 to 18 hours on literally are blink and you miss it. I'm not exaggerating That's here. Showbiz, it's baby. That is showbiz, yeah. And, and I... Oh, there, is that what you mean there? That kind of like... That's what I mean. It's, it's, not a, yeah. it's not a good example of it because that kind of does just look like he's wearing a you know high turtleneck or something. But like throughout the entire episode, his neck is, is gray like that. So mm. on the action figure, it's a painted flesh tone, is it not? It and maybe that, that paint sometimes like comes of off... Very, truck, yeah. That paint mm. tone sometimes comes off very faded. Like I know I've got a, a Lady J who it should be flesh colored but it looks like she's wearing an undershirt similarly with um some shipwrecks he's got a low low buttoned collar so there's some flesh there but that's also sometimes faded yeah whenever you've got like flesh colored plastic trying to mix with a flesh tone paint match if it's a little bit off maybe the animators were like yeah oh, no that that is an undershirt yeah, but the thing is, they have they have animated him before. I mean, we've already watched the the, the whole pet episode, and his neck wasn't gray in that one. Um, so, I mean, they already have a, have an established character sheet for him, where his neck is not gray. You know, it is flesh colored. Unless these episodes were, I don't know, animated all at around about the same time. Tip of the iceberg, Robbie. Welcome to the inconsistencies anyway. of like particularly this animated run. You're gonna see a lot more yeah, of that. There was something that I there was something that I, I did notice throughout the episode. Not to derail us, but yeah. But yeah, anyway, the reason I brought up the twenty thing is because an inconsistency, like if you pick it up early and it's difficult to go back and fix, then you have to make everything the mistake. Yeah, <laughs> you know, basically. It's otherwise it stands out, yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. So those were corrections you had to make. You had to uncorrect things. In order to be consistent with something that's already gone before, yeah, uh, can happen. Frustrating. Thank that is very frustrating. It's probably cheaper than actually going back and fixing it because you're like, this is already in the in the can. So, guys, is this the all-time record holder of like number of sky strikers destroyed? <laughs> well, depends I'm... how many it can ace fly at once. <laughs> well, Duke, Duke loses the first one in this episode. That's in the war games. Um, but mm -hmm. like Scarlet loses one. At one point, they're assaulting the Cobra final base, this kind of cool atoll. Yes, the cool, and like, they've got mm, like, a ring of You're an atoll. Top. Now, there's still fighters. <laughs> there's still Sky Strikers flying around upstairs. And Ace is fortunately piloting one of those. And I noticed his backseat man was airborne. But for some reason, airborne wasn't voiced by Peter Cullen in this episode. I guess they couldn't get the man. He's too busy doing Optimus Prime. Um, and so there were still fighters sort of buzzing around trying to occupy these turrets. But there was a land war being fought beneath them. Like Flint and a few other guys were shooting. Like Scholar was down there as well. Um, and it occurred to me, like, in order for those guys to be fighting on the ground, 
their sky strikers must have been blown up and they parachuted down so like yeah. we're seeing sky strikers being lost off camera a plenty plus this entire like parked air force in front of the joe base that gets pasted by rat completely wasted yeah so and- i mean the generals were onto something that the joes were a wasteful bunch i mean just think of yeah. how many jets Absolutely. they are losing keeping them like I mean, park well, on so- parade we don't get an idea of the passage of time in this episode. It's kind of like mm. uh, the synthos get established as being put into the military. And then we have that one meeting. We're like, oh, we have to cut their funding. But like the instant their funding is cut, G.I. Joe has no fuel. They have no <laughs> ammo. It's like, did you not stockpile stuff? Is that a part yeah. of like, to no a certain degree? No propane for my flamethrower. <laughs> like, I don't even like we have enough fuel for like one jet. It's like, do you not ensure that your supplies are at a certain minimum, that you are always ready to take on certain uh, missions, you know? So you don't yeah, have to be like, oh god, okay, we only have enough, you know, propane for like one burst of his flamethrower. Um cool to see maybe him, we should maybe we should, <laughs> you know, keep more. It's like it's very quick. Like suddenly, like, we've cut the budget in half. Oh no, now we have nothing. And it is, cool it is cool to see Blowtorch in the in the animated series, though, and he's not being used as his pretty specialty. So, guys, um, Steve, you brought up something that I love. Um, G.I. Joe must be a wasteful bunch. Uh, it uh, there is a, a portion of this episode where they kind of mention, well, you know, if you weren't here, this place wouldn't have been attacked. Actually, kind of a good <laughs> argument, but it's a circular <laughs> argument. Right Once again, it's one of those um gaslighty narcissistic sort of argument oh, it's um, disgusting tactics. it's disgusting yeah. dude like i mean to, to paraphrase our, our our pals that uh, knowing is half the podcast they're like if you didn't build the twin towers they wouldn't have been destroyed like what yeah. what yeah that's that i'm sorry but that's a, yeah that's, but it's that's like if Joe hadn't existed Kirby would have taken over a long time ago it exactly yeah it, it is circular Hello, Alan Grant. Welcome. Um, I hope you've enjoy- been enjoying the snow down the South Island or New Zealand. Also, oh, cool. um, Alan Grant, I hope you are as excited as I am at the Game Awards uh, Jurassic Park Survivor trailer. Um, I am beyond amped. So wow. I'm going to share that with a fellow, you know, uh, Dino Head. Jurassic, Jurassic Park fan. Jurassic Park fan. Jurassic is that what Park, you guys huh? diamond heads? No, I'm just making stuff up, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I only know one other person in South Africa who gets as excited as I do about Jurassic Park, and he spends way more money on that hobby. And he's got like what? variations of the, the T Rexes and stuff. And you guys, I mean, you can't really call yourself Parkies because there's also like Jurassic World now. So, I mean, yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know. I suppose one could because there are some people who disavow the existence of Jurassic World. Oh, well, you've just blown Alan's, Alan's world in, into smithereens. He did not know about that, Paul. <laughs> Good. I'm dead. glad you heard it here, Alan. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, guys, how rad is Zartan in this episode, actually? I mean, to be fair, the episode starts with him deciding that all of the top Ross uh, need to all just go on an extended furlough. And I love that. Yeah. I quite but, like uh, his gas gun. That's a cool mm, design. I'm talking about coloring errors, Rob. Uh, at one point, Zartan looks to be wearing like a full bodysuit in blue. Ah, yes. uh, yeah. Mm. I did notice that. Interesting. Yeah, Zartan's all right. Like, I, I don't know. This wasn't a sort of Zartan feature necessarily. Mm. Um, but it's an interesting string to his bow that he's not just this chameleon character. 
this master of disguises, that he's also seems to be some kind of a inventor too. I mean, if he developed the synthoid technology, then he's got some tech savvy that we don't often see him exhibiting. Mm. I guess all Kevin the baddies are evil scientists. Yeah, at their essentially. Heart. Kevin Rotella would like to bring our attention to, have you guys checked out the arcade one-up G.I. Joe theme mod I did? A video on youtube no we haven't please um please dm us a link or something on uh, one of our socials we did we'd it. love to check that out we'd have oh there we go thank you podcast to it yeah sounds yeah. like our jam check it out on the next right. episode hello like jeff games. morris welcome and hello cobra viper 11. you're able to join us once upon just a just we wrap this one up yeah. in a big bow oh and just um yes or no is wild bill perhaps the most trigger happy gi joe of all thank I you <laughs> i'm glad you said something because he's like just chilling out there on the deck and he's got his gun out and he's all like Haha. you know <laughs> whether oh, he's you... in the dragonfly My hat. or whether he's like laying waste like at one point i don't think i have a still of it but at one point he just wrecks like a friendly computer bank like that joe's break in to steal oh, his right, yeah. back and refuel him he bursts into the communication center and he's like yeehaw motherfucker <laughs> he goes full on <laughs> rambo first... down today <laughs> he goes full on rambo first blood part two on that like computer console it's like dude friendly fire hey, we... there's no very, very blue shitty. on blue here happening like just don't forget who the good guys are actually this is like it's an innocent you. army dude that he's it's like you. it's like duck <laughs> no more duck but um <laughs> <laughs> guys there is a uh that there was that moment but as we close out and getting into the reviews now I just want to say there's a small portion of this episode of this uh, two-parter in particular that has inspired a play motion idea that it's I'd incredible. like to speak wow. to Steve about and, and speak to the boys about and see if he's keen to like want to wow. shoot it or whatever. So yeah, that'll be cool. I like a turtle shirt. I also got a cool turtle shirt now. All right, wow. rate it, rate it. On a scale of one to five, the synthoid conspiracy parts one and two. Chats, you can get involved as well do it tell us what you i'm do. going last i don't know what you're waiting for oh, you're going last that's absolutely I'm, incredible i'm gonna give it a Ooh, three and a broke. half three and a half okay and you're no Steven i'm gonna push it. it up i'm gonna push it up it's a four it's a four. three and a five three and seven fifths it's the first time we've had a number of these tropes and they four get played a lot but like this handles the the budget cut thing very abruptly but very well it shows joe's Losing their funding, it shows dissension in the ranks. Quick Kick assaults an officer because the officer wants to shoot the dog. No, mm. they first want to shoot the dog. Have that dog destroyed for assaulting the synthoid officer. And then um, Mutt obviously intervenes to protect Junkyard. And when they're about to shoot them for running away, Quick Kick kicks the, the gun out of the soldier's hands. So Quick Kick gets incarcerated. We see Scarlet working a mundane, like, desk job, basically T-bitch to one of these synthoids. And like, being the, uh, the, yeah, she's being demeaned. Yeah, like, it's so demeaning it's, to it's, her. It's a two-parter, so it has the time to really play these tropes out to their natural conclusion. So I, yeah, four, and a, four, four out of five for me. Rob? 
Four and four of a half. Four of a half. <laughs> Hell yeah. Love the half. I think it's, it's a fun concept overall. I, 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 overall, I really enjoyed it. I mean, this, like, obviously it's a cartoon, so there's silly shit going on. Um, but it's really cool to see, kind of see, like, Giorgio's on the, on the ropes. It's like they've really been brought low, and where do they go from there? And it's cool to see, like, Destro teaming up with them and kind of, like, getting his back, getting, getting back at Cobra. And it's, it's kind of cool to see them working together to kind of, like, you know, we're on the same side. Yes, I, I actually, I would, I would echo that. I probably, I definitely give it a four. I think it's, it's a lot of fun, and it's, it, it's the first two part that we've had since the, the miniseries, isn't it? I think. Uh, yes, you're yeah. correct, Rob. Mm. So, like, as, a, as a two parter, I think it's a fantastic two parter. It, it really holds up. It's all together. It's like, you know, instead of like a multi part story, um, as a multi part story, yeah, I think overall it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Four out of five. Paul, Paul I give it. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, need, I need an avatar. avatar. What he gave it. I know, no, I just, I need to look at it. Thank you. Hold on. <sighs> Ninja is a weapon. I give this four out of five ninjas for its compelling storyline and watering down of adult film. Co- no, of. More sophisticated film concepts for children. <laughs> uh, but like seriously, dudes, uh yeah, I, I absolutely love this uh this um two-parter. Uh I dig uh, for exactly that, it, it brings down intellectual film concepts, makes them greatly accessible for children uh at the time. Uh, so that was a benefit to us because these characters weren't all like hugging and singing and you know, being hey, 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 boo-boo. um so that was that was great and i really enjoyed that that angle to it um i love that in a weird way uh we kind of get the jugglers um in this you know yes they're not jugglers but they're the jugglers (laughs) interference from above Hmm. yeah becoming a kind of a resistance movement yeah exactly putting gi joe on the other side of things making them renegades if you will mm-hmm. um but i enjoyed that uh yeah i i think this is very cool destro uh you know maybe this is giving the episode too much but maybe it's also proving that destro doesn't necessarily want the same things cobra commander wants because if he did he could step aside from his pride with regards to the synthoid and let the total control of the world happen but uh yeah destro no, obviously Destro's being dead, Destro. But what that's gonna... but what you're gonna do exactly. So yeah, solid four out of five. Absolutely love this uh, thing, oh, and yeah. I think everybody here should check it out. There's a reason I want uh, Super Seven to do a set of synthoids for us, or at least synthoids I've asked this before, form. Paul. Like you want them what half melted? Yeah, I could want. Just print them I yourself. want versions. I want versions just of make them where... Play-Doh versions. Yeah, yourself, yeah, but I kind of like the idea of like having um specific characters like in a half melted state or like you know just like the arms or the face, like a face that you can switch out or something, just to kind of like I don't know, just make it fun or just like something like a, a synthoid destro where his face is a bit weird and stuff and he's like sort of melting already. Um Factory guys, I mean era. if you see Duke, if you see Synthoid Duke, I mean he's like the, the model sheet they've drawn his eyes a bit squonk. Um, shame because but I think they did it on purpose. Like, stop it, stop yeah. it. 
Hunts didn't I'm like terrifying Hunts. He gave it two out of five. He said body snatcher stuff. Body snatcher stuff still terrifies him. So, yeah, dude. Know. I mean, we have Cronenberg. We got Carpenter in this episode. What is not to love? This is great. If you don't yeah, like horror, you don't love it. And that's totally anyway. Fun. And uh, welcome in uh, on in the final minutes, JLS Comics. And Emmanuel, you're not late. We're late. We're we're 24 hours late. So it's understandable that you you've arrived late. But enjoy watching it. The the, the I don't know what is it called. A repeat. Are we um, on repeat or video? <laughs> on, on Twitch, we call it the VOD. <laughs> uh, the VOD. Um, yeah, we are but... recorded video. I hope you enjoy that. And, and, yeah. Also, patrons and uh, YouTube. Um, I don't know what the YouTube subscribers members. are called. Members. Members. YouTube members. members. We're treated to early access um, to this a live broadcast. Between, we're treated to oh. a great uh, chat between uh, Word Burglar and Ozzy. Uh, um, so... That was pretty cool. In fact, that is still going right now. I think that exclusivity ends in the in about twenty four hours or so. Anyway, that it window is closed in. So yeah, guys, score. Close that window. Cool. Close that it. Out there. So to you guys who are supporting us in the uh, as patrons or supporting the Bergforce as a patron or the, GI, or the YouTube channel members, thank you very much. And enjoy also a uh, shout out uh, for the. I hope you enjoy your new hoodie. You know who I'm talking to in the chats. Thank you very much Peter for your support. Um, so yeah, Peter Moline. So let us know what it's like. Uh, hit us up with some pictures. It's always cool to see that swag on people's backs. Right. And uh, let's, yeah, let's do a little round of new shit, guys. You got an air commando. Nice, dude. <laughs> we, we premiered a play motion uh, called Air Commando featuring Sky, mate. Did you guys catch it? I did. I yes. absolutely loved it. Um, I love those shots of Table Mountain. It's just so cool to see it. And of course, there's those amazing. There's, there's, you did cool shots in those days that I wasn't with you last year. Hello. And it's so cool to finally Hello, see Robbie. it like, on a big, well, on a big screen. But to see it's it as my part first of time to, my first time at Kirsten Bosch Gardens. Oh hell yeah, dude! Mm. I'm glad you enjoyed. So it. that was pretty cool. Look good. Overall, it's, it's tight. It's tight. It's really tight, and it, it leaves things open for more, which I think is quite cool. Air Commandos mm. too. Or, or maybe the sequel is called Ground Commandos. I think the door has been slammed on um, the main thrust of that mission, which was to secure the plans for the Cobra Mothership. Because that's... Ooh. Well, destroyed. you know. Nah, you we'll make know. it work. We'll use movie magic. Totally uh, we'll do it in post. Um, speaking of post, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm quite pleased to say that I did some post-production on that episode. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I produced a small animated sequence for that uh, episode. I'll, and when I say small animated sequence, it really was quite a small animated sequence. Um, but yeah, it's an important part of the the story. I think I suppose uh, it was fun to make. I couldn't resist. Oh, it was basically the scans of the mothership, sort of zoom, flashing between the closed roof and then the open section. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Oh, it's awesome. And you nailed it. You put it in such a cool place. Look at us, like, giving each other head rubs. Um, in terms of new awesome show, show, of course I it. Yeah. I got a uh, Bumble Striker. Yay! Wow. And cool. I saw the, 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 the Transformer for only. Dollars. 40 Australian dollars. Thank you very much. Awesome. I'll happily pay that all day. I don't want the... Knock off $42 and $48. $40. This is, 
this is uh, controversial, maybe, but I think this is my favorite awe striker of all. Like, wow. Dun, dun, dun. Despite the fact that it hides an Autobot, <laughs> just taking Bad. the structure of the awe striker and making it sturdy enough to support a transformation means that it is a very hardy toy. It doesn't have suspension and it doesn't have turnable wheels. But if you ask me in my hearts of hearts, I think those are liabilities. I think this vehicle is far better because of it. It is more rugged, um, more free rolling. It doesn't suddenly sort of lock into an awkward left or right turn. The antenna are on a swivel, sort of a pivot. So multi-position well they, they do some flex but because they can be pushed put down means that you won't get into an awkward situation where you're bending them to get cool. them in somewhere or on a shelf that or is something. cool does it it's come with a tent cool. you're going to set up next to it hey does Why? it come with a nice tent that you could set up next to it and turn into like a little pub I like the color of the tr classic green, and this is, as I say, a hardy version of it. I wish I could get rid of the yellow no. around the back, but like I so this... baited him. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I then proceeded to take out this ore striker, the uh, mega hiss, and the Haslab Sky Striker, and I I put them next to each other as like my modern collection of GI Joe vehicles, and I'm like, this is cool. These mm. vehicles are all. They, they feel, they look like the old thing, except they don't have that model kit quality, which now is a mm. very fragile, don't touch me, don't play with me quality. These feel like hardy, currently produced toys that meet the mm. kind of factory standards that current toys have to meet. And that's, you know, they have to have a certain wall thickness. They have to have a certain build quality. And you feel it. And it forms a very consistent collection altogether so i'm kind of looking forward to getting that new thunder machine it'll never replace the old one but just as a toy as a more rugged toy toy there's some magic there well with that you'll never need to replace the old thunder machine because you won't break the old thunder machine uh, <laughs> oh yeah i'm gonna break shockwave instead right well yeah oh, it'll yeah. be all, it's yeah. a hardier toy that shockwave's mm. got me all kinds of excited as well oh shockwave sunwave so, apologies yeah i made no. that track sorry itself. man i fell, in, sound I fell into your groove there Shock guys sound. saturday uh, uh, steve that's all your cool new stuff right is, is that all of it because paul wants to talk now please talk away brother <laughs> the only other new shit that <laughs> i have to announce is um the next podcast we record i will be home oh amazing yeah it'll be cool that is and then you well, should have more new shit to talk about as well oh so, Mm. Christmas is around the corner, boys. Get your wish list. So, yes, Paul. Um, after Rage on Saturday, we mm. all shot off to. By the way, Rage was disappointing for me uh, from a toy side. Absolutely nobody had toys to buy. How lame. Well, it, it's it was more of a payment thing, isn't it? I yeah, mean, but there thing. have been guys, there were toys and stuff in the past, and it's always been cool. And it sucks when there isn't anybody there, but not for my credit card because my credit card was fine. Literally, the only people <laughs> selling toys was us at the time. Celia's probably very good. happy after this weekend. <laughs> she was quite happy. She was like, like no, she no. didn't come home with an hour power, another Power Ranger. Oh, thank goodness. Or, or, yeah, exactly. Or like a or or Gundam. 
Gundam. Build Gundam <laughs> or something ridiculous. Not that I would have been able to anyway, but no, anyway, it doesn't matter. That's beside the point. There was nothing to buy and nothing to tempt me. Um, anyway, so we go to Spur, as is the tradition that we have now started with our dudes. Um, after, I did that tradition. After Rage, yes. I would have loved it if you could have made it with this one as well. So we went to Spur at Mall of Africa. And as what do I do every time I go into a mall? I have to inspect Can't every toy out. shop. Got to say, the, the Toy the Kingdom toilet. there is... But the Toys R Us there is surprisingly impressive. And, uh, you know, I'm looking through the Hot Wheels. I'm like, okay, they've got the usual Hot Wheels. And I go and look at the mm. action figures. I'm like, oh, my shit. They've actually got Marvel Legends. They've got the Jada Toys Monsters, you know, like the Bella Lugosi, the Wolfman, uh, Frankenstein's Monster. Very wow. cool. I was a little tempted oh, by that. You're very nice. Oh, Black Series doing, bringing good st- stuff from Hasbro. Some Black Series Star Wars stuff in uh, that just looked interesting as well. Like I was, I was quite and and Lightning Collection uh, Power Rangers. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And then I turned to my left, and the GI Joe logo caught my eye, and I absolutely, for a second there, just had the pins and needles till I realized. It was just the Nano Collections. But even that was <laughs> awesome to find at a Toys R Us. Yeah, Joe on, so, on, a, on a shelf. I so it, I got those little those little Nunu Nano um, G.I. Joe vehicles, the Snowcat, the Hiss. Them? Yeah, and the um, Vamp. Well, it's a Stinger. I mean, it's, it's oh, a Vamp Mark yeah. But anyway, it's cool. I finally got them. And it's so meta because I can put them in my G.I. Joe toys hands and they can also make G.I. Joe book videos. Anyway, <laughs> that was really exciting for me. And it was super, super inexpensive. And at least this, this weekend, I came home with a toy. So, yay! Um, one, that was man. awesome. Good one, my man. Good one. So, guys, oh, when Steve. is our next episode for, for people's future reference? I'm, I'm going to assume it's two weeks from now. So, this, actually... Uh, Correct actually that brings up a good back. point i think i think we might do the last episode for the year a little bit sooner than that and i think we need to Ooh. discuss that sorry guys you're getting into a little ah, bit i'm, I'm just trying to throw it out there i'm, I'm trying to figure uh, out because we want to wish everybody a nice festive season and happy holidays and happy merry, merry christmas and all that good stuff and also we just need a little bit of downtime because we got some great news for you guys steve um uh, uh was i think he sort of mentioned a little bit before but we are looking at going back to a weekly format. Um, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool news. So, yeah, provided, I mean, it might be as time permits. Surprise, Rob. <laughs> you you oh, were in here. Kind of where we were oh heading. Um, we all want to do a, and this is following the format of a number of other YouTubers, so it's nothing new. Um, but we are going thinking week. of keeping, well, fortnightly for lives and then. Every once and every week, the three of us are just going to chat. Um, just most us three. So three. that uh, we can three. perhaps focus on stuff more internally, I guess. Um, I don't three. know, things that perhaps require a little bit more involved discussion amongst ourselves. Um, I get very external with the with, And with stuff the that we can also like release yeah. early access to and whatever. Ooh. And also just it gives, uh, actually, oh, let's not mess really around good. too much. Nice. This is mostly so that like we can chat to each other more often because we're friends. We're uh-huh. chatting okay. to each other. We miss okay. hanging out, so it's cool for us to do that. Okay. So, yeah, and um, so, yeah, yes. This will not be the last time you'll see us before next year, guys. I just wanted to confirm that on air. We are definitely coming at you again. Uh, so enjoy the holiday seasons. Wow, uh, because we cross-ball. will be enjoying it with you live again for sure. Twenty twenty four is around the corner, but GI Joe Burgers. Still 
coming in. Anikant. <laughs> yeah. Anikant. Thank you to NCDJACDC for um, making me aware of the fact that the total on the Cobra Mothership has, has gone up. Like, yeah. they should have closed the campaign, but it's now at one there's five. No, well, there's no hours now on it. So mm. it's still live. I mean, there's no hours on it. Like, I, I just checked now after uh, Andrew pointed that out. It's, there's no live on it. But, yeah, it seems the numbers have actually gone up. Uh, unless it went up in the last, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe well, they're just like, frick it. We'll be, be, keep giving us money until it reaches the goal. <laughs> and, you know, Rob was very, like, coy about this earlier when Steve asked about conventions. But Rob just did a Japan day. Indeed, I did. It was it was a lot of fun. Doing well? arigato for uh, mentioning it, Paul. Uh, it was actually a lot of fun. Um, and I mean, I say fun. You know, obviously, I'm I'm working. I think they're fun. We did one two weeks ago at Market Cockroach, um, so that was. It was cool. very cool. The opening ceremony. This this uh, young woman played like this really cool like long instrument thing. She's like picking at it like it sounded cooler than that. <laughs> um, but it was really impressive. Um, overall, it was a really cool day. Um, yeah, lots of fun, and I look forward to attending it again. It was the first time I ever went. I got to go. Um, usually, it's guys from the other branch that attend it, but now it's down the road from where I stay, so I just roll out a bit into Japanese culture, so that was a lot of fun. Awesome, man, and I love the Japanese consulates. Um, I've made some friends, well, you know, acquaintances mm -hmm. now with them, because we also did a Japanese day with Market Kokoro like two weeks ago, which ah, is a okay. big Asian like kind of store. I think you might have seen the social media stuff as well. So much yeah. fun. Actually, yeah. really cool. I've Japanese got lots of cool are Japanese tons of fun. They're the they coolest. Fun. I love Japanese they people. Are. I love all the I people. Like people. I love people who love. I like Joe people. And, and Gundam. Yeah, like and all the people, people watching us right anyway. now. And I love and the patrons, Yo Joburg, oh. guys. Thank yes, you thank you guys. Always supporting us and keeping the you know the lights going and and keeping us uh, alive. I guess you know. And we'll add our newest one there soon. We'll update the list because we've got a few new guys that joined us. And I will name you on our next one. So please don't be sad. Awesome. I'll name you on our next podcast. Paul will definitely name yeah. you. And you'll say your names correctly too. <laughs> you'll pronounce them very well. And that's it. We are Synthoids, Rob, Paul, and Steve. And we're coming at you again, 306, very soon. This was 305, by the way. 306 keeping it festive, I suspect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 <laughs>